1: Find them at your nearest Walmart and Walmart.com, and when you do, your whole body's covered.
2: Welcome to the friendzone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesco, also known as Hey friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the
3: all. Let's start the show.
2: Would you have to look to the hills from which cometh your help and your help cometh from the Lord?
0: You heard me. You already
2: know. No,
0: no, no. Yes. <laughs> now, Is this that's Big
2: response? Frida. That's Big Frida. Y'all know we love, we love Big Frida. Now, I'm going to be
3: 100% honest,
2: Frida. right? I don't know what the hell Big Frida was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but I was still into it. I wanted more I, of
1: it. I, I thought Thank was you, spot.
2: Asante. I don't Thank know what you. he was talking about, but I wanted more of it. I'm comforting. <laughs> I feel... I don't know. I just hope it I like I'm have a better look on day, shit. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, like the glass half full. Day. You know what I'm saying? the glass it felt very motivational, full. <laughs> whatever it was. Because it now my, I already know. My lowercase is now caps lock. Thanks to Big Frida. You understand what I'm saying? And I just want to share That's that because it made kind of me love. feel good. You know what I'm that. saying? <laughs> it made me feel good. I don't know what the hell Big Frida was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I my was trying to follow along. I was looking at my eyes, going across. I was trying to follow along, damn it, but damn it. We got there. And the point is, (laughs) yes, (laughs) that's the point. (laughs) Yes. You already know. (laughs) And with that being said, and most importantly, not really understood, but it's inconsequential. Welcome to the friend zone, your (laughs) weekly look at all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell wants to not be confused yet comforted by Big Frida's lecture? I know I do. Hey, friend. Hey, Asante. How y'all doing? (laughs)
1: Hey, we should name the episode you already know. Just yeah. out the gate. Some <laughs> Big Frida Even okay. though we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just out the gate. There we yeah. go. Hi, Big Frida. We've been um, binging College Hill Celebrity Edition on our Patreon, hosted by none other <laughs> than Dustin Ross. And it has been a time. We were saying how I, I would never have watched that show. Not that. Anything against it because I actually did watch College Hill when it Mm -hmm. was out back in the day. Um, But you know, it's just something that I don't think I would have gravitated towards. But I love it, it is so funny. The cast is hilarious, right? Yeah, and what did Nene say about Big
2: Frida, friend? What did (laughs) Nene say? I love Big Frida, you already (laughs) knew.
1: <laughs> it is such a cast of characters, and honestly, we've been having a ball over on our Patreon. So please check it out. Dustin's doing an amazing job. Even the comments, yes, people you know. are like, "I'm not watching it," but the recap is enough <laughs> for me. So check us out on Patreon.com forward slash the Friendzone Podcast if you haven't already. And Asante dropped a new episode of ETA, which is his personal podcast. Uh (laughs) Not this hand, he said. Stop. <laughs> and we have um, The episode I mentioned last week Where I spoke to Claude Kelly Which was a great conversation If you didn't catch that And we have a live stream this week Asante, you want to talk uh, about that? Don't forget, <laughs> tonight
0: is Wednesday Wind Down that's Assuming you're listening on Wednesdays, because That's when the episodes drop So I hope you got it on right. uh, If you're part of our Patreon, you already know what time it is It's the last Wednesday of this month So stay tuned for our Wednesday Wind Down Our live is tonight, make sure you are present Check the Patreon for the post and we'll see you there.
1: Yay. Exciting. I love our Patreon. We've been having a lot of fun over there. So, how are your weekends, y'all? Y'all look good. Everyone looks glowy and dewy and well-rested. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my weekend was fine. I went to Chicago. <laughs> I got to see my Ooh. mom. Happy birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday we mom. We love Mama Sante, We
1: love you so much. Yes, Your yes, mom. Yes, yes.
0: I was all up strong. in your
1: IG stories. I love that you posted her.
0: <laughs> did you hear what I was saying in the background? She was crying.
1: What were you uh, the, saying?
0: So we went to a, a chain restaurant, and they did the happy birthday thing to us, and then they did it to of the course. table right next to us. So then my mom, she she even said after, she was like, I was going to ask you if you saw that girl dancing, but then you would turn the camera over to them. But I turned the camera over to the girl dancing, and then I turned it back to my mom. i like, we don't care about their birthday. It's your birthday. We don't care about their birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Cause we didn't, and we was right. And it was her birthday. And You're shout right. out she to the so family.
1: She was so my... happy that you were there. Yeah. You could see it all over her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and you could tell. Mm-hmm. I yeah, she was that. happy. All right. Chicago was fun as always. I love being in Chicago. Got to see some family. Um, and yeah, came right back into the city <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and, and uh had fun. And-, and now here we are recording. E. <laughs> 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 No habla espanol A2 <laughs> <laughs> a- 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 But yeah, That was my weekend What about
2: you Dustin? How yeah what
1: weekend? about you Dustin?
2: I had an amazing weekend I Hung out with some friends um, My boy Frank had a party on Sunday So we all got to kick it and had a good time um, Shout out to Frank's party um,
1: Hi Frank I had
2: dinner with <laughs> <laughs> Right <laughs> I had dinner with my girl Claudia Jordan this weekend, so that was good. It was wonderful to see her. Um, I did some stuff with my girl Ebony this weekend, so mm. it was good to see her. Um, yeah, it was the a good, crew. busy, a busy, it was a busy work work slash play weekend for me. So it was good. Damn. I feel I'm, I'm balanced and blessed. Yeah, that's Amen. the best. Mm-hmm. That's the best. And Hung. I what was. About
1: a- you, <laughs> I was cleaning. <laughs> I was like, how am I going to follow <laughs> that I was cleaning? <laughs> no, yeah, it was one of those um, deep, deep clean weekends for me. You know, you taking the mm-hmm. plates out the cabinets and- mm-hmm.
2: Getting up underneath Under everything. the
1: sink, yeah, getting up under the sink and all the crevices and just like that deep, deep clean um, in preparation for the new season. Now I'm going to be doing a little bit of traveling the next couple weeks for work, for pleasure, a mixture of both. So, you know, you like having the house clean, coming back mm-hmm. to it clean. So yes. especially, uh, we're about to switch into a new season, too. So that's always nice to kind of clear out the summertime, which I shouldn't really, because we still got all of August, summer, September. Ooh. But I'm going to be in New York mostly, most of August. So back with y'all. Hey. get right, up for that. <laughs>
2: I'm going right. to buy an air horn for the show. <laughs> I need a live air horn at my own They're going
1: to hate you. Yeah. They're going to hate you for that. So let's jump into this week's black business. So there is a dope company by the name of Misa Fragrance House. That's M-Y-S-A. Fragrance and house is spelled H-A-U-S dot com. It's a small handcrafted fragrance boutique founded in 2020. It's black woman owned. I recently purchased this, isn't it, for those of you watching on our Patreon. Can y'all see? Mm.
2: I can see the bottle, I can... but I can't see the name of the fragrance. Yes, yes. it's too shiny. Summer, right. summer, summer Sexual. Summer, san- <laughs> summer <laughs> san-
1: Santal. Santal, okay.
2: <laughs> I knew I saw an S on the front and an L on the end in my mind. just.
1: Summer Sexual. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to call this episode that, but we'll stick with what we said first. <laughs> So Summer Okay, Santel, body shimmer. This, yes, see Asante with the clickety-clack. You already <laughs> at the website. Not, I'm, a,
0: I'm a little impatient. I'm sorry.
1: I love it. I love it. So she created this body shimmer, y'all. I love me a body shimmer. When I was younger, I used to wear the hood version where it was like the glitter. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, you know, put remember it when we used to put it on our chest and a little bit on the side of your eye and on your arm and shit? That, you know, that was a thing back then. We would wear the jewels, too. Remember on the side of our eyes, that was like such a look. We in put high it on school. our knuckles
2: when we fight. So if you got beat up, you were shining afterwards. You know, if you was a glitter ass, that means you hit got your ass. <laughs> no, I'm just. Funny.
1: I'm so mad at you, but this is like the classier. You know, oh, not Dustin throwing punches. Can y'all
2: see? Can't y'all see some glittery fists coming your way? <laughs> <laughs>
1: This is the classier, older version of that. The shimmer is really subtle but super yeah. pretty. And especially for summertime when you're walking, you know, or sitting somewhere and you kind of turn in certain angles, the light hits in certain ways and it just like sparkles. It's just super pretty. On top of the shimmer, um, the Santal scent is like vanilla. It's just like, hold on, I actually you want, want me to read it. Off. I got it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, please.
0: Fragrance profile. Top notes, Valencia orange, nutmeg, lily, middle, Already. tonka bean, shea butter, coconut cream. And the base is raw honey, vanilla orchid, and sandalwood. Mm. Damn, okay, so it's, and let me yeah. tell you, it is
1: a very warm, earthy scent. So if you're someone that likes more of like the fruity scents, this might not hit for you. But if you're someone that likes those warmer, like you, if you know sandalwood and Amber. the nutmeg... That, yeah, the ambers, the tobacco, you know, yeah. those scents that are, like, a little heavier. Um, that, to me, that's my world. Like, that's mm-hmm. my wheelhouse for scents. I love earthy scents that are more, Hell like, herbal. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: so, definitely check that out if that's... As <laughs> 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 soon as I said it. Right now. <laughs> all day. <Go> ahead. <laughs> Not all day. Like toy. Definitely check this <laughs> out. <laughs> It's a great combination because I've never seen a shimmer that had such a scent that literally feels like a perfume.
3: Yeah. Great
1: combination. Definitely check her out. And honestly, she has a lot of other scents on top of that. She also has like body washes, lotions, oils. Um, she has a scent kit as well. I actually ordered from hmm. her last year she had She's like a, a discovery whole discovery set. kit yes mm-hmm. you see set it right mm-hmm. when i said see? it it's a wow. discovery set in case you're interested in trying a couple of other scents that she has to offer but don't want to commit to buying you know like the the bigger size mm-hmm. bottles so definitely check that out which i think is great i feel like every brand should do that so that's like i said that's, yeah and she also has a shop if you're in philly Definitely check out her shop that recently opened. And also, congratulations, because that is huge to have a brick and mortar. You know, Hell normally yeah. we stick to the online just because there's no overhead and you're just kind of mm-hmm. easier. So if you're at that level that you can open a shop, that means that should tell you everything you need to know about these scents. I actually tweeted about it um, a couple of days ago just because I was so excited about it. I was like, I'm going to just tell people about it. And it sold out within like... Mm. An hour. And I'm not saying that to flex on me. I'm saying mm-hmm. that because people read those notes I was
3: like, <laughs> and you know saw what? that shimmer. Yes.
1: Exactly. And went on that site and saw everything she has to offer. And the fact that it's black woman owned based out of Philly. I mean, all that together is just a wonderful combination. So check out Misa Fragrance House. That's M-Y-S-A-F-R-A-G-R-A-N-C-E-H-A-U-S dot. Calm. I'm going to tell you how to check the body shimmer, but obviously check out everything else she has to offer. You see anything good there, Sante? I see you I nodding your head. I see a few head. things.
0: I see a few <laughs> things on here. You know, I'm looking at the myself. You know, discovery we love set a it, it, mm-hmm. You know, so, you know. You
1: know. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So definitely check that out. And that's it for this week's Black Business. Last week's episode, let's jump into the recap. She's buxom. Who do you think <laughs> came up with that. Thank you, Dustin Ross. <laughs> was,
2: well, in my head high.
1: <laughs> it was a shoot the shit episode. There was no hot button, but there was. Um, no segments, yes. just whatever wanted to come up. And as always, those of you listening had a lot to say. Who stood out to you, Asante? Uh,
0: a, a few of you stood out to me, but I will actually just keep it to a couple of comments. I'm going to choose one from the week before, actually. Uh, if you see something, say something. Uh, where mm. we actually talked about the uh, the dating and uh, technology yes, for the hot button. Yes, I actually had button.
1: one for that, too, because I wanted to tap into... I just wanted to say, when we do the hot button... I mean, when we do the shoot the shit and then we do the recap the following week, I realized that we miss out on reading comments from Asante's episodes so what we're gonna do moving forward is share comments from that shoot the shit, and then share comments from the previous Asante episode. That way, Fair, yeah. we don't miss out on your comments. Because I realized that especially with this dating one, there was so <laughs> much of a response, and I didn't want to miss out on that. So I definitely had two comments from that as well. So just want to put that out there. But go ahead, Asante.
0: Okay, so you know last week's episode, she's buxom. Since we already had to talk about the fact that it was titled that anyway, um,
1: <laughs> I
0: chose. Dang, I lost the comment. I thought I had him locked in. Oh, I, on last week's episode, we talked about Big Brother, which was so crazy. <laughs> too, that yeah. so. Many... <laughs> 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 I didn't realize how many people listening actually had a response to what was going on. But shout out to Gary Benjamin Holt Jr., who actually had a few comments on SoundCloud. Uh, he says, Taylor's amazing. I hate what she's been going through. Paloma created a nasty, mean environment. good good riddance (laughs) and the last part of the comment says Monty is a coon so (laughs) I'm going to read one more of his comments because he had a whole chain he said I feel like the black players this year are rebelling against the cookout from last season like it was somehow shameful what they did coons, clowns Mm. so Gary was making some very valid points there. And I just, I mean, love to see it because I do not like how they are treating Taylor. Um, Shout out to the one gay player whose name I'm going to learn when I want to catch up on the next couple episodes. Because he's the only one that was like, at one point, I want to partner with Taylor. I realized she's a stronger uh, player and she's somebody I want to, like, work with. So shout out to him. Of course, he's a white gay guy, but all the other blacks in the house, I don't even see y'all no more. And my mama, she watching too, so she know. Um, but yeah, that's my comment from this uh, last week's episode. From the week before, again, that episode was titled If You See Something, Say Something. The comment I chose was from a user who didn't create a name. Anyway, that's what we you talked about. I yeah, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> this is the episode, again, where we talked about dating and technology at f- the intersection of that. Um, they said, definitely a split. I'm a person who still likes in-person things, but I appreciate the convenience sometimes tech can provide. I get upset when they take away the in-person physical option. I literally hate everything. I really hate having to download apps for everything. Shout out to that because we talked about uh, how convenient it could have been, even though yeah, I was still like, hell no, how convenient it could have been to be matched up for dating. But I I do hate, there's like a love-hate relationship with how convenient apps make everything. So it's like, of course, where some of us might not choose to do some of these things, it just makes it more convenient for other people to do more of it. And I thought about that thinking about how like, well, I don't want to put too much of my business out there, but i be using DoorDash way too much. And I'm like, there are, I could literally go get this, but like, Let this is there. You, and like, this is there. So like for people that look at relationships maybe and a little bit differently than we do, and they can just download that to get meet cuted. Like, of course they're going to use that type of thing. But I was really on the fence with y'all because I was like, part of me would like, you know, do a little meat cute every now and then. But the other part of me, I love being out at the club and, you know, maybe having a little spark to see where it goes. So- Shout out to those two episodes, friend. What did you find out there in them streets?
1: So I too stepped into the SoundCloud streets. Streets, okay, streets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for the sheets. Where is Meryl? <laughs> where is Meryl?
2: Meryl? Meryl, where is Meryl? <laughs> she
1: is SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mia, Mia or Maya, please forgive me for whichever one oh, it is, name, Mia, sorry, she- <laughs> Mia Shelley Mac <laughs> said, I want folks to know that there are pastors out here who do not stand for this. I'm not pushing anything on anyone. If interested, folks, uh, if interested, they're folks who fight for LGBTQ rights, transgender justice, abortion care, and aren't nasty, hateful. I'm assuming this is bitches because she put star, star, star ES.
2: <laughs> just like church A couple people. Of stars. Go on and say the word. You know what I'm yeah. <laughs> No, I'm just playing. Because <laughs> I agree with her. I don't want to, you know, get it confused.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I got you, Mia. And then she says, I too am tired of the foolishness of faith being associated with death dealing. who call themselves pastors there's so much work to do and so much great work we can be amplifying not for clicks follows and likes but for the sake of life wow as a pastor who marches toward liberation i'm I'm constantly (laughs) i'm constantly disgusted by Kimberell and all those who spout hatred in the name of faith wow thank you pastor Wish I could go to your church. That's what I'm talking about. I
2: might click online one Sunday or two, <laughs> <laughs> and again one day.
1: And then for Asante's episode, I stepped into the Patreon streets and ride- read. Really? Right. Rad said, I appreciate Fran highlighting the accessibility and ableism in dating. These apps have been instrumental in bringing people who have difficulties navigating the the dating space. Also, LGBTQ plus people who need to navigate differently based on safety, scarcity or even just being new to a city and not knowing the spaces to be in. Mm. And I'm glad that that was amplified in the comments because I did realize that mid episode like we were definitely speaking from a place of privilege that we can just kind of pop out, you know, and and let's be real here. We're also uh, visible people on the Internet, so it's a little bit easier to magnetize attention as well outside of just us as people. But obviously, if someone recognizes you from somewhere they'll be more inclined to come up to you and say something and sometimes that in itself can create more more access and connection mm. so thank you for that conversation asante i told you i loved it and all of the responses were really great and eye-opening especially for any spots that we might have missed so thank
0: you friend for that comment
1: yeah you i love that combo uh dustin ross mm. what did yes. you find in them twitter streets for us
2: Shout out to um, Media Guru Loading at King Cassius. It's King with a Y, K Y N G Cassius, C A S S I U S, who tweeted on Bertha is funny as hell. And what he tweeted was the video of Patrick from Ken- uh, Candy and the Gang doing the i We about to fight" prank with his grandmother. Take a listen. Gonna come fight me, and his grandma, eighty-five. <laughs> she said she's gonna jump in. You, gonna, help you me. gonna beat the hell out of her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Smoking a cigarette. So That's sorry right. for that um also if you want to see a good ass whipping, go you know I love the website uh I was about to say website. You know I love the Twitter account She Got Hands. Uh, they got a, they posted a fight that says y'all will learn to leave the LGBT alone. And as you can oh, see, I saw the that wreck, and wrecking I shop you. Yep. Mm-hmm. wreck it
1: Ralph over here. I'm tearing it up.
2: <laughs> I love to see that shit. I was like, hell yeah, beat that ass. Also, um, I want to give a shout out to uh, where's the damn? Where's the goddamn tweet? Here we go. I want to give a shout out to <laughs> at coach PR underscore NJ, who responded to a tweet from Cyrus Kenneth who said Drew Hill should do a tiny desk, right? So in response Ooh. to that tweet, in response to that tweet, Emmanuel Ty Lopez said, they're gonna do tell me and all the books gonna fall off the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> when i tell you when i tell you i holler um also shout out to uh vanessa at yyzvee who said look at dustin is this your voice out here on summer of 85 and yes it is so a little
1: congratulations Uh, thank you
2: very excited kevin hart has a new podcast project called summer of 85 um that Mm -hmm. you can find on audible and um he's telling a story about a a great big cultural historical event that took place in the summer of 85 a tragedy actually that took place in the summer of 85 in philadelphia and your boy got to do a little voice
3: acting Mm, um, on this
2: project so you can check that out give it a spin or two shout out to um chris morrow of loudspeakers network who is one of the producers on that project um but yeah i'm included on there i'm a voice actor so when you hear my voice i'm not going to give away any other your details your the plot is of the story.
1: and i got mm-hmm. to like
2: i really got to go there because i'll tell you well i can't tell you but you just we'll gotta listen it. to hear it yeah. we'll
1: hear it when so is summer it drop of 85. it's
2: out it's out right now yep it's out right but now it's I'll been link, getting a lot I'll of attention link that. Yeah, I'll make sure to so link much. that
1: so that it's easier to access um, down in the information box or whatever we call that. So that's what <laughs> so we just call it on YouTube.
2: Yeah, okay, congratulations. Right, the honesty, Dustin, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank oh, you very man. much. Very excited about that. Yes. That that's so it for awesome. Me
1: this week. Also, I wanted to tack on to the fight videos. Mm-hmm. I have to shout out Jasmine Lawson and mm-hmm. Scotty Beam who did it with their dogs. Did y'all see that? <laughs>
2: no. Scotty did it with her dog Nina. (laughs) That
1: dog went off. It ran off before she even finished speaking. I was like, okay. (laughs) But Jasmine's was funny too, because she has a a really like fat dog. (laughs) whose name is slim thug come on <laughs> how much fun <laughs> and she told him like we gotta wow, go we gotta go and he cute. was like waddling off like all right and just kind of got out of his bed <laughs> but he walked off i was like go time for both dogs i think that's the cutest i already know how people feel about it being with kids but the ones yeah. with the parents and the grandmas and the dogs so the
2: kids <laughs> Just <laughs> Eric, did y'all it see works, when they works. did Eris Harris? Y'all know I love Harris no. no. Harris and all that stuff. She said, of course I'm gonna... She said, what? This is how her little mind was. Like, she said, what kind of person would I be if I didn't... Uh, I would be a piece of trash if I didn't... No, she did. be, of course <laughs> I'm gonna help. That's what bless, That little baby, bless her heart. She reasoned like that in the moment and was ready to throw she, her little hands. I love Harris Harris. Y'all know I
1: love her. I still want to do it with my mom, but she won't let me post (laughs) it, so I'll just have to send it between (laughs) y'all. She would murder me if I ever posted some shit like that. I mean, murder. True crime podcast. (laughs) So funny, man. Oh, all right. So. We have a guest for this week's episode, and it's so trippy because one of you uh, tweeted us saying, "When are you gonna have Tiffany, the mm-hmm. bajanista, come on?" Literally, y'all tweeted this a couple of days ago. Uh, when are you gonna have Tiffany, the bajanista, come on to talk to us about this inflation and the gas prices and the looming recession and mm. just all things money that clearly is on people's minds right now? People are feeling crushed and it's a bit of a pressure cooker with the economy and it's hard cuz you see the government that should be helping us out sending money elsewhere <laughs> and it's very Berkins hard Ukraine. you know what i'm saying and it's like <laughs> what the fuck and they've and meanwhile we have you know manufacturing issues with groceries i don't know about y'all have y'all noticed when you go to buy groceries like there's certain things that are just harder to find like Pineapple even juice.
2: No, oh mama's. Didn't. Oh God, friend. I'm being dead serious. I have to <laughs> no. go to I have to go to either like three grocery stores over, and every now and then I can get them at my target that I go to
1: but um, not but as cran- easily.
2: Cran apple yeah. juice is there is a fucking shortage on Only some real shit.
1: <laughs> well I was gonna say my blueberries. <laughs> 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 I've been having a hard time. <laughs>
2: I don't care. I'll take this computer in my kitchen right now and show you in my refrigerator. I have five <laughs> bottles of Cran, 64-ounce bottles, five of them right now. That's what I like. So i ain't drinking no water when I had to taste for some juice. I like Cran apple juice, and I can't fucking believe that I can't find it because of the supply chain.
1: No, but all jokes aside, that's an issue. It's like whatever it is that you like to buy, people are noticing that shit's changing. You know, like my blueberries I've found that like it's a little bit hard to find. The shelf might be empty. I'll try the apps and they're like, it's running low or you will order it and then the uh, Instacart delivery person will hit you like I'm going to refund you because they don't have any, you know, or they'll do a horrible swap, you know, or they'll be like would you prefer cantaloupe? I'm like that's man, not a berry. Bro, you're like motherfucker.
0: <laughs> like you didn't even try to offer me frozen? Like we, I mean,
1: this this
2: mean, like we got crescent rolls. She's like, what
1: the fuck? This <laughs> is Can this we, is we think play? of a <laughs> more reasonable swap, ma'am? But <laughs> all that to say, you're noticing it. You know, we're noticing it in different ways. Whether you've been trying to order furniture, um, even just at work, lots of layoffs. Um, that's why it's made it so hard. We have not had any assistance from the government. What did uh Biden say when people were asking about the gas inflation? He was like, uh, we sharp, just have sharp, to sharp, deal sharp, with sharp. this. <laughs> he said we have to deal with this for a couple years.
2: <laughs> Y'all know he said it. It's kind of uh <laughs> Kataji was like <laughs> 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 Because I could see behind them glasses. She, Kataji thought like, we couldn't see her eyes.
1: <laughs> he said Kataji
2: <"Katanji,"> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like we homies. Kataji looked over like. Kataji looked couldn't see her eyes. That motherfucker got God, the was gibberish. gibber jab, jabber. I I I she said, fuck did you see? <laughs> Katanji leaned. No. Crying. Y'all no. see that? Kamala didn't move because she used to the shit by now. She's like, this motherfucker always going in and out. Here you go again. But Kamala been
1: slipping up too. You've been hearing her speeches. She
2: got a lot on her. If this motherfucker falling asleep every, this narcoleptic ass <laughs> nigga falling out oh every five minutes. God, shit. God. That's why Katanji leaned. I seen, she ain't used to that. She just got there. You know what I'm saying? So she, what? She, <laughs> but anyway, Ooh. yes, he said what you said. He said
1: right <laughs> when we when people were asking on Twitter for assistance, like how are you gonna fix this? He just kept saying this is something we're gonna have to deal with right now. Really, essentially, letting us know that he is not going to do anything. And the crazy part is, this is just price gouging. Mm-hmm. Like these are the companies literally, literally just realizing that nothing is going to be done about it. So why the fuck not profit? Isn't that crazy? It's what hurtful. a world we live in. Mm-hmm. It's so sometimes I I can't wrap my brain around the levels of evil that exist. Yeah, especially when it comes to greed. It's just like otherworldly for my brain. It's But who else but Tiffany, the budgetista, who has held us down for years now. Anytime she comes on, her episodes are always like the best. I think she's always in the top five as far as like listenership, comments, um, and just general traffic and engagement. Because she really, really helps us so much. It's a free game. You know, these are things she charges for. And she speaks around the world. She has her school. She does webinars. Um, so for her to come and bless us and answer your questions is always awesome. So we're so excited to have her back on. Yeah. Tiffany, welcome back to the friend zone. That's we I gotta, clap it, that. you it
2: you gotta you. clap it up for that.
4: i would it's say, honestly, a it's Perfect timing too. Cause I, I think on Thursday, um they are gonna be announcing. If we're kind of like in recession or not. When, when does this mm-hmm. come out? This episode? Really? Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, tomorrow. <laughs> oh, tomorrow, perfect. So Thursday, I'm calling it recession day. It's um, the Bureau of Economic Analysis. They basically come to the front of the church tomorrow and mm-hmm. announce whether or not we've had a second straight quarter of economic downturn, which mm. means that we are highly, highly, even more likely to be heading into a recession. So it'll be good because people will have to basically kind of listen for. I mean, it'll be all of the news, you know, and then they'll basically be calling it Throws like, I mean, bit. recession, oh, is yeah. high inflation, yeah, high interest hear. rates, all these other things. But that will really be like, damn, it's mm-hmm. six months straight of economic downturn. Oh, we we in a recession. So it's good that's mm. coming out right before. Mm-hmm.
1: And can you just define what a recession is for people that might be like, I hear the term, but I don't exactly know what that means for me and my life. Sure, so a recession
4: is by definition, it is when there is consistent economic downturn. Um, really the time frame is two quarters, so each quarter is three months, so six months straight of economic downturn. And what economic downturn looks like is high inflation interest rates are, are um, high. There's debt creep. So people, there are more people who have debt, people have mm-hmm. less savings. Um, your ability to, um, to get loans and credit opportunities have gone down. Things oh, cost more. Uh, people have less are, are making less. And so, but it has to happen over a specific time period period. So recession is six months or more. And then when you get to a depression, that's when you get to um, of two years, so when they had the Great Depression, oh, it's because shoot. people was down bad for two whole years. Mm. And so that's a depression. And so it's very highly likely that we're going to go into recession. And But we'll know, I wouldn't say for sure, but on the 28th of July, that's when it will officially mark six months straight of, of economic downturn. So you pretty much know, OK, we're going into a recession for real.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And what are, the, what are the odds of us going into a depression?
4: Um, here's the thing. We, it's not, typically they'll say, so recessions are not as uncommon as people think. You know that you're looking at a recession every like 10 to 15 years or so. So it's it's a normal part of economic cycle. So I know we all get Mm -hmm. freaked out, but it happens. And depressions, they say it's like 50 to a hundred year cycle. So I don't, I don't, you know, the last big, big recession we had was 2019. No was 2009-10. So we're not due for a depression um, okay. necessarily. And there's usually safeguards in place for us not to be in economic downturn for two whole years. But, like, COVID happened, so you just never know. You know, I do I was going to say,
1: this, these are also I, unusual exactly. circumstances and now monkey pox and it yes. feels like every week it's something It's else. something. So
4: I'll, I'll say you never, never say never, but um, I, I don't think that this was going to turn into a depression. I think that... Um, the world also speaks to each other more now than before, um, mm. and so like you know, like just like how COVID came out, you see how quickly it came out with the um, with the vaccine. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Normally, mm-hmm. vaccines take. Like literally years, years 10, 20 years, right? But they came out with it quick. So I don't know that, a dep- not to say a depression is not possible, but the world speaks to each other more now. And so um, two years of economic downturn, it really it would be affecting us globally. Nobody wants that. So I, I think that people would chip in to be like, we're not doing that. Mm. Mm,
3: so you're saying,
0: you're saying that we're due for a recession, not Basically. that the recession... So not that the and uh, not to say that anything that you're saying is like, you know, set in stone, but because of COVID, uh, it maybe just added to it happening quicker or Yes.
4: Because okay. we had kind of like an economic <clears throat> we had two two quarters of economic downturn during COVID, if you remember. There was like it went down, 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 but then it rebounded really quickly. So there was that recession. Oh, psych, like, never mind. So people are like, Well, maybe that's it. <laughs> I saw <But> that the- <laughs> financially. Yeah. Yes, right. So they're like, oh wait, mm-hmm. and then we had an amazing run. You know, but mm-hmm. we've been due for, like, a real recession. I want you to think about, like, um, so, I, so, like, if you're thinking about a forest, if you let forest just grow naturally, um, at some point there's going to be a thunderstorm, there's going to be lightning, lightning is going to light a tree on fire, it's going to burn that shit down to the ground.
3: Mm-hmm. And
4: then it's going to replenish itself. It is part of a cycle. Like, so right. it's not that someone did anything wrong, that there are all these forest fires. That is the forest replenishing itself. And so there are cycles when it comes to finance as well. So when you know that you can prepare for it and I can share some of the things that like you should, what you should do and should not do um, during recession. But yeah, like if you know that you can prepare for it because you ought to, because guess what? I promise you in another 10, 15 years, we're going to be back here. You know, right. it's almost like, you're um, better, you'll you you'll know be what? better equipped. Exactly. It's almost like people mm-hmm. are like, you know, say you're in a relationship and you're like, um, you know, you know, your anniversary is every damn August 3rd. How you going for mm-hmm. the anniversary? It's like, come on now. At this point,
3: <laughs> right. it comes
4: around. And, you know, get ready. But mm-hmm. here's what I will say. What's so great is that everybody's grown now. So I call it like reassessing your boat. So during that little mini kind of like recession that we had during COVID, that you got to push your boat into the water and see where you had leaks in it. So during that time, if you were freaked out, I'm like oh my god, I don't have enough saved, oh my god, my bills are too high, whatever it is that you were freaking out about, that's where you have holes in the boat. So you mm. need to be shoring those holes up so you can see yourself through whatever this recession is going to bring to the table.
2: Yes, yes.
0: Girl, but I how feel do like we you stand right into my bank account? <laughs> <Just a second.
4: laughs> I'm like, I saw it. I'm like, I see you. No, just... you see them holes? girls. <laughs>
0: okay, like, it's the
2: light
4: coming in. What you mean? Because <laughs> some people push their bone into the water, and that bone sank right to the bottom. They were like, ooh, ooh. <laughs>
2: And I, you I, I praise God, mine ain't sink, so, but you know they, right? they, they, I still need to plug some things now. Yeah, I can exactly. doggy paddle, but I want to swim. You know what exactly, what and then some yeah. people
4: literally, their boats took them like forever and beyond. They're like, okay, like because the recession doesn't hurt everyone. Because also, too, during the recession, let's just say that you are someone who plugged those holes. You have a solid budget. You paid down a lot of your debt. Your credit score is decent. Um, you know these are you have these like core fundamental things in place. The great thing is is that now during a recession, you can look around and say, okay, there are there are good companies on sale. There's opportunities mm-hmm. to grow businesses. So during a recession, more millionaires are made during that time because things are down and not a, not a lot of people have the um, ability to take take advantage of the opportunities. So you have the opportunity that if you are in a decent place to lean in. And mm-hmm. so when, you know, like like your neighbor's house might go un- into foreclosure, which is not ideal for the neighbor, but maybe you're able to get that property for less, you know? Mm. And so when things go back up normal again, all of a sudden that house you bought for 180000 is worth $400,000. Mm. And so Yeesh. recessions are not... Are not bad for everyone, and I say that because that's what happened in my house. The house I'm living in now, you know, somebody lost it during I think the last recession. I lost my house during the last recession. That's the circle of uh, not the yeah, the last one 2009, the circle of life. And mm-hmm. um, but I purchased this house for $180,000 and now it's worth over 400000 mm. Wow, mm-hmm. what you
1: know, your but friend okay. is rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. mm-hmm. I used to say, mm-hmm. and we love it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> right. I used to say baby millionaire, but that's because I was just trying to be like, you know, like, no, I'm a millionaire. Let's just talk.
2: why I
4: have to be like, Tiffany, tiff. it's happened. It's happened. And yeah. that's why I'm trying to lead people into the light, because I used to teach yeah. preschool before this. It wasn't like I was born to a, like a silver spoon. Like my parents are immigrants straight from Nigeria who were like, mm. who is Michael Jordan? You want. Jordan? <laughs> no, is that your father? Let him buy your own shoes. <laughs> And so like they weren't with all that. And so I was a preschool teacher for 10 years and slowly but surely got myself here through, you know, the last recession is what made me start my business. And I was able to Mm. lean in. But it's also the foundational things, right? I learned to budget, live under my means, put aside my savings, make sure that my savings got the things I wanted, but also set aside some savings to invest, invested in real estate, in the market, but also my business. And as a result, mm. I just kept doing that, and now here I am. That if I don't want to work anymore, I don't have to work anymore.
1: Amen. Damn, <laughs>
2: Tiffany, that's amazing.
1: And the most beautiful part is that you've built this this wealth in full integrity. We've yeah, you know, we've discussed this before. Mm-hmm. There's been no exploitation. There's yes. no one that you're stepping on to, you know, build yourself up. Like you literally have a full team that. Is making livable wages. You mm-hmm. take them more out livable. on vacations. Like more? sis, how are you making <laughs> more than me? We need to reassess. Uh, <laughs>
3: Everybody uh, making
1: uh, six uh, figures.
4: Uh, you know, like that's
3: incredible. And
1: it's and then you take them on trips and yeah, you we're going to do all this year. Mm-hmm. See, like they're, and they're happy every time you post yeah. your team. You can tell that they're so happy to be a part of your team. And to me, we we've, we've discussed privately and also mm-hmm. on this show. That is what stands out because you hear a lot of people that are millionaires and billionaires, but it's like, yeah. okay, but who had to suffer for you yeah. to amass this wealth? And to me, that's not a fair trade. Like, it's not even no, it's worth not. it in my brain. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Well, it's the reason why I became a school teacher, right? Because I knew I wanted to live a life of service. And I thought that meant, quite honestly, that I had to be poor. Mm-hmm. I was right. like, but I knew, like, the sacrificial. I just knew Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I really want to live a life of service. I want to I want to help specifically my people, people who look mm-hmm. like me. And mm-hmm. so I came I was born in Newark, but I was raised all over Jersey, but came back to Newark because I wanted to teach little brown and black children who might not have access to mm-hmm. like um, the education that I wanted for them. And I mm-hmm. thought that's what I was going to do forever and ever. And then, you know, like life has other plans for you. And I was able to like yeah. my first like, financial students were my parents or the parents. Cause you know, black mm. parents, they don't care. Hey, Miss Tiffany. Ooh, girl, let me hold something this week. <laughs> nice. I'm like, Keisha, I let you borrow $20 cause I was 20. We were all 20, you know, right, I let right. you borrow $20 last I've week, been Keisha, there. you know? And she's like, I know, but you know, it's expensive. All right. I'll let you borrow. And then before I knew it, I was like, okay, this is, I can't keep lending. And so I grew mm-hmm. up learning about money at home. And I was like, you know what, Keisha, how about this? During, when the kids are asleep, come during nap time. I'm going to show you how to budget wow okay you know or i remember distinctly it was because my dad was an accountant and a cfo he taught me how to do my own taxes when i was um 16 17 like he was like now that you're working i'm gonna show you how to do your own taxes and so what i did was like so all the parents would come in and be like oh i went to h&r block and get charged all this money or whatever i'm like what come during nap time well i'm gonna show you i have TurboTax. And it's, you know, I can do, yeah, I'll do your taxes for free, but you got to sit next to me and I'm going to show you what to put in based Mm -hmm. upon your W2 for
1: free. Yes. And so, wow. like, that's how and it that's, started. That was that the was, breadcrumbs. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the breadcrumbs that led to this trajectory you're on now, which is so. And them I'm niggas inspired. probably still
2: doing their taxes now because of that. <laughs> because they, <still laughs> have, they probably, they probably <laughs> they doing probably taxes. Selling They're selling it. i probably yeah. a tax lady yeah. now. Yeah. That's how you do it. No, no I don't no. doing taxes.
4: Yeah, because yeah, I was like $200, $300. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, our people, we are so smart and savvy. I remember when I first moved to Newark. And I had, like, something was wrong with my car. I needed, like, a light or whatever. And if you go to any, like, of these places where you pick up, like, car parts or whatever, there's always someone in the, in the parking lot that'll, that'll put it on your car for $4. Mm-hmm. And I remember the time I was telling my boyfriend, I'm like, oh, that guy asked me if he could put my light on for $4. He was like, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I thought that was so genius. I'm like, yo, that's smart as hell. You hang out <laughs> at the parking lot, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay. But we are so, if given the opportunity... You know, we can make so much out of so little. And I for recognize sure. that with those parents. And I'm like, if they only knew better, they for sure would do better. And they did. Right. Mm.
1: Thanks to, to you, the the right? <laughs> so I was going to ask, before we jumped into the tips that you were going to share on how to manage mm-hmm. this recession, if that's what's happening. But what about the outside of it being cyclical? Mm-hmm. There's also, we were talking like the price gouging yeah. that these companies are also doing very intentionally, where it doesn't feel like it's just a, a, it's an e- economic cycle, but also just full advantage being taken of those of us who will pay for the gas or will pay for the uh, higher price for the groceries because we have no other choice and we don't have a government that has our back, you know? Mm. Well, I'll say this, that there's a difference between price gouging and
4: inflation. Mm-hmm. And what what we are likely most likely for most people are experiencing is inflation because it seems crazy because it is. So here's a, a statistic. The mm-hmm. inflation. um, So inflation, just so we're clear, is when there is a general increase of the cost of goods and services. So things cost more money in an economy. So, you know, right. like how your grandmother's like, I I bought my house for $15,000. <laughs> like, yeah, granny, because inflation. That's why we're right. here now. You know, like your 15,000 is today's, you know, Mm 350,000, you know. And so Mm -hmm. inflation just means that things cost more over time and that your money can do less over time. And normally inflation hovers. So in in 2011, it was 3.2 percent, which is where it hovered for a little while. Last year, it was 4.7 percent, you know, which, you know, that's higher, obviously. But do you know what it is now? It is. Double it is 9.1 percent. It has not Ooh. been this high since um, 1981.
2: Let me tell wow. you something. When I opened that, that cooler at the store and I pulled that Arizona can out, mm-hmm. and the motherfucker said a dollar twenty five, not 99 cents, like an Arizona supposed. <laughs> yes. I said,
4: Full stop. This is what I knew it was a problem. Okay, yes, it's true, and so honestly, so inflation meaning that. the prices of things on average has gone up almost 10%. So Mm. it's not always price gouging. It means that. So so Dustin goes to the corner store, Arizona iced tea is $1.25. That means Poppy at the corner store probably had to pay an extra 30 cents himself. That means the people in Arizona had to pay more for the leaves, more for the cans, more for the... Everybody is paying more, so they have to pass on the price to the person buying from them. Right. Because so everyone's trying it, to recoup. Exactly. <clears throat> right. So it's not necessarily, certainly people are taking advantage, so it's not necessarily that people are price gouging. It's like, it's costing me more money. I can't sell it to you at that price because that's what I bought it for. So how, you how do know? we so know as, the
2: difference when someone is actually price gouging? What are the signs right. of that, Tiffany?
4: So if you see something as like double price, because also too, so you can you can price match, right? So if you mm-hmm. go and one poppy store is selling you know Arizona iced teas for a dollar ten, and the other one a dollar twenty five, it's like all right. So how come he could do a dollar ten? You doing too much, you know? So, or okay, okay. You see the prices are increasing in a way that you're like double. Mm, that seems like. Ex- like excessive in comparison to what I'm seeing out there. So that's really what it's going to come down to. You're going to have to um, look at, to see what other people are charging. And that way, you know, like, okay, for this area, you know, that actually is the price. They're not doing too much, you know? So that's one of the best ways. And if you just find that prices because nine, you know, 9.1%, that doesn't mean the price goes up times four.
2: Right. So if it right. feels
4: super ridiculous, it mm-hmm. likely is. OK.
1: Mm, OK, because I think um, and then, you know, with COVID, there was so many supply chain issues. So I know yes. that has a lot of companies backed up and having to recoup. I've seen some farmers, even on TikTok, talking mm-hmm. about <laughs> their bales of hay, like how much every you know, they are paying more for less product. And then have to recoup by charging us more. And they were so sad about it, so apologetic. But that yeah. is the cycle of business, you know. But I felt like with the gas though, that's why I was like, I don't know. This felt like price gouging because it was just insane. The prices were nine and ten dollars in some cities, and then four and five and others, you know. And sometimes you're right. That and to your point, when it feels insane, it
4: likely is because sometimes gas stations will get together and be like, This is what we finna do.
1: Um, mm. And that's why
4: I from, I read an article the other day that I think the federal government has stepped in to be like, mm. you tried it, bring it down to wow. a place that's reasonable. Because that does happen where there right. will be um, people that band together to say, hey, so they can't price, you know, price match, you know, mm. or, or price check. Let's all bring our prices up to a place that's unreasonable. Wow. Mm. What a addresses. world. Dirty Rodgers Right.
1: <laughs> And at a time like this where people are already in a pressure cooker financially and, you know, and you know, people need gas. Like this is the one thing that they might be willing to pay, which obviously is why they gouge it because they're like, they're going to pay us. So let's get our profit in. But yeah, let's go back to the tips you were going to share. How on earth, Tiffany, do we navigate this recession if that's what they announce on Thursday? So,
4: well, here's some things not to do during a recession. Everybody, because the market is already down anyway, but taking your money out of the bank. Sometimes, you know, like black folks, it could be 19, but really like 85 on the inside. I'm taking my money out the <laughs> bank. I'm hiding it at home, You're like <laughs> not in the mattresses. Like, right. you know, you right. are not your granny. Right. So keep your money you in the bank. <laughs> I know that. (laughs) Banks have have FDIC insurance to protect up to a certain amount of money. And so, you know, not to take your money out of the bank and hide it. Also, too, Hmm. if you have more than 10 years to retire, leaving your money in your retirement account, because yes, you're going to see a drop, but like investing is cyclical. It goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. And so if you have 10 years, you're like, Oh, I'm retiring in two years. Then you might be like, I don't know if I have it. If I lose this money, I probably can't recoup it. But if you have 10 mm. years, you know, you're in your forties or or your fifties, your you know, your twenties, you know, not taking your money out of your retirement account. So you don't, you don't lose what they call. It, it's like, um, um, actual loss. So let's just say you had a, a $10,000 in your retirement account. And it said now it's 5,000. That's on paper. But the moment you withdraw it, you've made it real because now right. you just have the 5,000. And it can mm-hmm. never you know? go
2: back up. Yeah. Nope.
4: You know, but if you leave it there, that it five possibly- on paper is there. Yes. Because maybe after the recession, five years, six years, 10 years after the recession, now it's 15. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, just like yep. the loss is not real until you withdraw it, neither is the gain. People like all the people with crypto. And I'm Crypto, which hey, me. <laughs> oh, sorry,
1: bud. My bad. Let me tell you, that <laughs> is me. I've been trying not to look at that account. <laughs> <laughs> leave it, I say, like, Grand, you young girl, leave it alone." But no, it, people- was long-term, it was a long term. It was yes. a long term investment anyway. Yep. Yes. So I yes. and I've already been through a couple of cycles. We remember yes. when it was twenty thousand, and then it yes. dropped to three thousand, and then yep. it went yep. back up to sixty thousand, and now yeah. it's dropped to nineteen or twenty. Yes. So I've learned through crypto. It's just a cycle. You just don't leave even look it. at it. It's a cycle, right? It's just, but I will say about
4: crypto, because it is very volatile, I tell people right. not to have more than about 5% of their, if they're going to be investing in crypto, just because certainly, you know, it's like when you gamble, like in Vegas, that, the more money you put on the blackjack table, the more you can win, but also the more you can lose.
1: Right, And so like yes. I say with
4: crypto, because it's so volatile, like 5%, you know, of, of your portfolio of what you're investing in crypto is, is plenty. I, I wouldn't be like, I know people who put all their money in crypto. If they had a hundred dollars, it was all crypto. And mm-hmm. I see
1: them on Reddit, literally having heart attacks because yes. they're like, "Yo, I've lost everything. Like, I put up my house, yeah. or put up their retirement funds. I mean, it's been bad, Dustin. Why? Are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> it's been bad That's reading them, but I like shit. I. <laughs> I anything, didn't, I
2: didn't put it. In... <laughs> you know, it's just a little bit. See what it do. Yeah, see some people get
1: oh, ca- yeah like, people get caught up in you need the hype and mortar. Yes.
4: And I'm <laughs> I mean, like that too. See, I'm old about. school. That, like, I have a little bit of crypto, but I was like, uh, I feel like somebody's grandma. I don't know about nothing that crypto. Nothing <laughs> yeah. now. Look at look where I, Tiffany
2: hand. You know, you know, <laughs> so.
4: <yeah. laughs> I'm a child. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Night now. I didn't I been, didn't put more than I could afford to you can afford to lose. You you know, you that's smart, how that's girl. how I viewed it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah.
2: We we laughing at the I ain't gonna call them dummies, but you know what I'm saying. No. We laughing at we laughing at the more risky or adventurous, you know, investors. <laughs>
1: But it's the same for stocks too. The the more traditional stocks, my account has dropped too. So it's Mm -hmm. like it's an all-around thing. And my mom had actually been a little concerned because her retirement with her stocks, you know, Mm -hmm. she was like, I'm trying not to look at it. I was like, don't even look at it. Just like leave it alone and you know it's there. And like you said, Tiffany, it's a loss once you withdraw. So, right now, just let this cycle come in and hopefully it'll go back up soon, which we know that it will. I mean, we've seen it always, it has never not
4: rebounded. That's the thing. I know we all freaked out, but it's never not rebounded. Now, the question is when, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's why I said if you are close to retirement, then you might not have the time to let it rebound. So, you might want to slowly. The truth is, the closer you are to retirement, the more your money should be put into less volatile investments anyway, like like mm-hmm. like um like bonds or um, mm. things like, you know, like cash equivalent, like basically like a money market account, right? So if you're mm-hmm. like two two years out and you're 90% stock, that's really dangerous because if the market is down when you retire, that's it. That's you know? 90% so, of
2: your security gone. Exactly.
4: So the rule of thumb is kind of like, you know, whatever, think about like, so um, do your age minus 100. So if you are... If you are 80, you should be like 80% bonds and safer um, investments and like 20% riskier. You know, if mm. you're 60, 60% um, um, more volatile like stocks and then 40% riskier. So I that's kind better. of like the. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, certainly you can be a little bit more risk with you. Like my dad is 84 and he was like, my stocks. I'm like, daddy bro, you are 84 years old. What you doing out here in the stock streets? You, you know, he's for the streets. Man. He was like, yeah, because oh. yeah, he still like, you never know. I'm like, bro, we're here now. Like, we know. <laughs> you literally, he literally just turned 84 last month.
2: Happy birthday. I was like, oh, right. Yeah, so I was like, Patty,
4: like he, but you know, but so, but that's the key. It's like someone like him should not be heavily invested in, mm-hmm. in stock because, you, you know, he's you he's actually in. need that money right, right in the here and now. Something else to Mm. consider for the recession is, well, one, I don't believe in co-signing anyway, but especially now, don't co-sign. Because Mm -hmm. if the person that you co-sign for loses their job because of the recession, you are equally as responsible. You know, so you want to be mindful that if you're, (laughs) you know, if you, you know, co-signing is typically never a good idea, but especially with the recession looming, um, something else to consider is not taking on new debt. You know, so like, I know, you know, so it's like, ooh, I really want to get a new bedroom set. Are you paying cash? You You know? (laughs) Which is nothing getting
1: a bedroom set. But if you put it on your car. I bought a car, Tiffany. (laughs) uh, Wow, you got a car? Look at Miss New York. Yeah, I mean, I had to living out here, you know, it's really hard. I mean, you don't need a car. You can Uber, obviously, but it just makes life a little bit easier because it's residential, suburban, it's in Oregon, you know, and I want to be able to, to drive around. But I was so concerned. I was actually really going to hit you. <laughs> you should have. Uh, you could oh, like, always text me. to be like, t- girl, me. am I tripping? Okay, but no I really, kidding. it was my dream car. You know, I had the means and I went ahead and, and bought it. But I was like,
2: y'all heard I can't that, believe right.
1: I took on this debt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, here's the thing. I had the means by y'all. It was my <laughs> I had the means.
4: <laughs> and that's the thing. I'm not saying that you shouldn't take on new debt at all. But, if you have the means and you also have like some things to do to prepare, like, let's just say, like we talked about, I think I was talking last time that you want to, you really want to be leaning into building up your, your emergency fund, you Mm -hmm. know? Okay. And so if you're like, you know what I have, I'm making good money. I have multiple streams of income, you know? So it's not likely like, you know, if this one thing goes that I won't be able to make money in this other way, I do have some savings. So these are things like, I would never tell Oprah not to buy a car. Oh, you know well. because right. you know what i mean and so but you know <laughs> what i mean meaning like if you look at your finances and know that if if something bad does happen i have these other safety nets in place that you can go ahead and get that thing but a lot of people don't have like their emergency fund yeah. ideally at least 3 months ideally um, six months or even more depending on what do you do for a living if you do something mm. for a living that can be easily replaced like if you are a nurse child my emergency phone will be so scanty because what they gonna do you ain't gonna find me <laughs> <laughs> right you can literally come up in and roll up in there drop in, high like i'm sorry i'm late girl i had a time
1: last night <laughs>
4: boy <had> <laughs> like that's that's fine
1: go ahead (laughs) (laughs) it's recession proof it's a recession proof career yeah so
4: because nurses are always in high demand right so a nurse three months is probably fine but like my sister she was an engineer it took her like two years to find her first job and so she Mm. might need six months to a year to to get an engineering um job so you you have to know based upon you know what your You know how quickly you could you could replace your income should you lose it, and especially because you know, sauce
2: lady. How much much time? Oh my god! Why why do people eat?
4: Why do people (laughs)
1: eat pink sauce? First of all, it looks nasty. Because it was cute. I don't know. It first of all, I think the idea that she had the concept is cute. Like the bottle, the it's just I wish she had researched more and maybe had more First you, know, of how more you put back milk? her up.
4: Milk <laughs> in the pink sauce and you ma- you mailing milk. Oh, I hell
2: You mailing milk. And not only <laughs> mailing it. maybe that's the title of the episode. And, you and mailing milk. She,
1: and, you know what? That's the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> you mailing milk. <laughs> no, but it's the way it was packaged too. There was...
2: <sighs> or like there. I ain't trying
0: to go it was too like far
1: in a off of course
2: here. No, I know. I just know, feel like it, it made it, everything look like vomit.
4: Yeah, it just <laughs> I say, but I will say I for people because she's a small business owner, and yeah. if you are a small business owner, you know one of the things I tell so, like I do mentoring now, and I mentor like all these black and brown women in in mm. business. I have this thing called my mentor Tiffany. I joined Patreon thanks to Fran. Hey! Come on, okay. yes, hey! Fran, to join. I joined Patreon. And I know you stuff. love it. It's so yes, cute I on do. There, right, and so and what's your I Patreon? Do, what's so your it's, Patreon? It's re- If you go to mymentortiffany.com, it sends you right to my Patreon, mymentortiffany.com. Okay, so so I so what I did was, but to be clear, in Patreon, where we don't actually talk about um, personal finances, It's really for Black and Brown women in money and um in business. So mm-hmm. I coach women. It's just ten bucks a month because I was like, I it's really fun. Honestly, I love it, and so I'm coaching women strictly in your business. That's it. We I talk about money every place else. It's kind of like my place to have fun and just like guide mm-hmm. you toward what I've learned in business. Right. So one of the things mm-hmm. like you have to keep in mind with the recession looming in your business, I tell this to all my mentees um, is that, you know, you want to keep in mind, like I call it the bank. What is the bank that you could tap into? Like if everything fell, one of the banks I can tap into, I could do one-on-one personal financial consulting mm-hmm. because I know mm-hmm. everybody want to sit down with me. I can make money that way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so for some people, like when I first started the business, my business, um, my bank was, I could always babysit. Cause I used to teach mm-hmm. preschool. I could always mm. tutor. So if you're a business owner, you should ask yourself, what is a way that if things got really rough, this is a bank that, like, people always want this for me. Maybe it's a partnership. So for me, we've got to. I I see. Well, you know, just do it. (laughs) However you. Only fans. You're going to sell pictures of them feet. (laughs) The money clean. The
2: money (laughs) clean. Not the
4: money clean. But no, but for real, like, knowing, like, in business, like you should have that in the back of your mind. Like, you know what? This is That's a place Yeah, I don't believe in tapping into the bank all the time. You shouldn't. It should be your, damn, things are a little rough. Let me go ahead and do that thing. It might be a partnership. Like I know Fran, whenever Fran says, I like that oil, it's gone. You know, like, don't let friend For put real. a stamp on an oil, a, a, a bomb, For a real. shea butter, nothing. That thing is gone, right? Yeah. So friend knows that, like, if the money got tight, like, you know, you're like, oh, Lord, it's a recession. I got this car. I need to make this car note. Um, let, <laughs> let me look at my, my medicine cabinet and my, my, my jojoba oil. Who makes it? Girl, you want to <laughs> yeah, do a partnership? That
2: jojoba oil. Because, right?
1: Because <laughs> a sister sells out. You know that is right. so yeah. funny. No, but it's true. Right, like that. Thank you, Tiffany. Let me. Write you know, that, Trans,
4: like, that's <laughs> that's the bank. You know, but you don't have <laughs> to tap into it all the time. But if when things right. get tough, you know, but if you are not a business person, I want you to think about. You should think about this for business too. To prepare now is to create what I call your noodle budget, right? So you got to drop down and get your noodle on, girl. Okay, drop down and get your noodle on, right? And so a noodle budget is like, I call it like your ramen noodle budget. So think about like back in college when you were super broke and you ate Mm. nasty ass ramen noodles. Mm -hmm. Um, But the way a ramen noodle budget works is this, is that you don't live at that, but you should look at your regular expenses and say, if things really got tight, what could I reduce or get rid of? And basically Oof. make a little check mark next to it. Like you're this not gonna is live hard there now. For me. <laughs> you know, but you just look and say, if I had to, I could. Mm. And then if things got rough, you know exactly what to do instantly. Too many people wait too long to reduce their expenses when something happens. You lose mm. your job and you still have cable for six months. It's like you couldn't mm. use that money, you know. Mm. You lose your job, and you know, you're like, you know what, you know damn well, you know how to retighten your own locks, but you still go get it you know, going to get it done. <laughs> So, and that's okay to live your regular budget when things are regular, but when things get really tight, you really do want to drop down and get your noodle on, get on your noodle budget temporarily until things get better again,
0: you know? Mm. Okay, I have a question. Um, I know mm-hmm. you mentioned the term "cosign." Now, "cosign" automatically turns me off, but I need more information. So, when someone, okay. if someone ever were to be like, "eh, but cosign," like I need to know all the reasons I'm going to say no. So, I just Good. need all of the information because you said something <laughs> interesting to me there, and. I remember at one point, one to help like a family member mm-hmm. and thinking to myself, no. Ain't and it ultimately, always. it was a no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just need to kind of walk through what could have been the effects if I said yes. Woo, because I think mm-hmm. I, my hesitation Linda, go ahead. was I'm just
4: saying, woo, like, well, i no, tell you the effects.
0: The uh, the only one part of me that was about to be like, yeah, is like if I gave them the card and I still had to be responsible for like if I could look and see and then be like, you know what? Well, at least I could just pay this off and we could be done because if they're not going to pay it, like it's getting this payment by the day because I at least know that. But like that's for a credit card.
4: So the issue with co-signing is, Asante, you are literally equally as responsible. Mm -hmm. So let's just say that person says, oh, child, I'm about to get me this Gucci. And $30,000 later, you are equally as responsible. not that half responsible, y'all are equally yoked now. I was married <laughs> now, like for real, like you are equally responsible. <laughs> that's, that's the problem with co-signing is that the reason why that person is a co-signer is that the lender has said, we, according to either your past or your current financial situation, we don't trust that you're going to pay us. Go get someone that we are reasonably sure will have the money to pay. So And it's very difficult. The other thing, too, Asante, is so difficult to get out of. So let's just say you co-sign for a car. It's difficult to get out of a co-signing situation. You can refinance the car. That's possible. But if that person is late on payments, they're not going to let you refinance. Um, you can have that person, if they make on-time payments in time, sometimes you can ask to be dropped if, if they've been making really on-time payments. So if that family member ran up that credit card, or let's just say someone took it and, and ran it up, then that's your money that you're owed to. Even worse with co signing, let's just say you co sign and it's a very responsible person. Fine. But then you go and you wanna buy a car. You wanna buy a house. Guess what? That debt is your debt too. And when you're buying like a house, especially they look at something called DTI, debt to income ratio. How much do you owe? Versus your income, and now that's not even your money that you owe, but it's it's being factored into how much house you can afford, because oh, the mortgage person is like, yeah, but if your auntie does not pay back, that is your debt. So now we can't we can't let you get a house for four hundred thousand. Uh, we can approve you for three fifty. So it's mm. just not worth it, you know. I much rather because I believe in helping out family members, right? I much uh-huh, rather uh-huh. that I give you money, you know, or lend right. you money, and knowing that I'm probably not going to get it back. I'd rather you lend your money than you lend your name.
0: Okay, amen to that. But let's mm-hmm. pretend I was not pessimistic because mm-hmm. I am. <laughs> let's <laughs> pretend I did the cosign mm-hmm. and they've been paying it off appropriately. So does that now reflect their credit, uh, in a positive way and mine too, or just theirs? Cause I was just a co-signer. It's my
4: understanding. It just reflects their credit that the credit is yeah, so see, tricky that things, that great, so. when you do stuff right, they are like, yeah, we don't care. Let them not right. pay. Then yeah. it's like, that a bitch? oh, yes, it is. And so it's my understanding that it just reflects, but don't quote me on that. It just reflects on their credit. But if they don't pay, it will reflect negatively on, um, yeah. on your credit. And so it, there's a difference between, like, say if you're married with somebody, you can have a joint card. That's not the same thing as a cosign necessarily. And also, two, you can add a child on, right? So I was, when I was in to ask that, college, like, mm-hmm. when you
1: add someone on, like a young cousin that you want to help, because if your credit is strong, like it'll mm-hmm. help them build up. But what if they start being a college kid with credit cards and stuff? Does that affect your credit at it, all? It won't. Or is, So
4: okay, you can add someone on, and if they don't pay, so it's your, like I did this for my sister, right? So I added her on, and well, here's the thing I added my sister on. So typically, when you're adding someone on, you're not giving them the card ideally. Basically, Fran, you just gonna Fran. And they mm-hmm. get to piggyback. They literally call it and They get to piggyback on you. So whatever Fran do, we do. Fran paid off, I paid off. So right. I'm not going to lie, I was late one time. My sister called me, cuss me out. <laughs> she was like, my credit score drop." I'm like, girl, that's not my problem. And she was like, no, it's that damn credit card Because I had it on Automate, but I forgot I had switch banks.
1: I was like, that
4: girl. (laughs) So I took a hit, she took a hit. (laughs) So that's the thing. It's that like, so it's really not that you're worried about your baby cousins, because you're not gonna give them the card. They just get to inherit your good behavior. So you have to make sure that you automate that good behavior. Mm -hmm. Mm. Got you. Got you. Mm -hmm. That makes okay, so well, sense. you just
0: solidified what I wasn't going to do now. We can get yeah, to the good
4: stuff. Yeah, cosign <laughs> is, I'm telling you, especially with family, because you don't want to Ooh, ruin that relationship. I, let me just lend you some money. Let yeah, me just give me, you some mm-hmm. money. You know, I get it because I can't lend you my name because I'm going to need it. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. You're going mm-hmm. to want to get things for yourself, and that's going to limit what you're going to be able to get for yourself if you're already financially
1: engaged someplace else. Yes. It's such a tough position to be in too, because I've had. I, luckily, I've never dealt with that with in partnerships, because you know there'll be women co-signing cars for men and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like I have never felt called to do that. I've never been asked. God is good, but yes. family members, though <laughs> <so, laughs> family members, you know, especially when they see you're doing well, you're you know moving up tax brackets and shit. Yes. They're like, hey. Help me out here. I need this co-sign, yeah. this car, this apartment, especially apartments. Like, yes. that's a big Ooh. one with family where they're like, I, you know, I really just need you to co-sign it. And it's always this this uh, tone of like, it's not that deep. I just need you to sign so that I'm going to pay everything. Don't worry. You don't have to pay. And it's like, it's actually, it is that it deep. It is
4: that deep. Because yeah. if it wasn't that deep, you wouldn't need me.
1: Okay. Yeah. The, pe- yeah. the people said, you had to come get me. Cause you ain't <laughs> have it, right? right. That's what and the that's, people have said. That's so <laughs> tricky. Like, I don't want to be that person either. But it's mm-hmm. like, come on, man, don't ask me that. You know I can't do that.
4: You know I Sometimes can't. Sometimes you just have to like cause I have it's, like i am sure we've all hopefully we've all read that book, um, by Dr. Nirja Tawab, Set Boundaries, Find Peace. She's a black no. therapist. No. Yes. Got it. Let me tell you, read that you book. You read that. I'm Sante? Not, I
0: haven't read it, but I have it. My best. You, so you, you heard of it, right? It to and me. so I wish I had it with you, yes. but like
4: so, no, but it's a great, she's a black therapist. You should follow her on, 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 on Insta, a Tawab. I think it's like T-W-A-A-B, something like that. Mm-hmm. So the book mm-hmm. is called Set Boundaries, Find Peace. Yes, Come that's on, the book Asante. right there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so on I've been Patreon, listening he to... just posted it. <laughs>
1: yes. I
2: want it, Asante. Me too.
4: Yeah, so I'm going on on to Amazon. the Amazon. Um, I listen to is. the, I love audiobooks now. So I listen to the <laughs> audiobook, and she really talks about setting boundaries you know, and that the, because if you don't, it, everyone suffers when you don't know how to set a boundary, you know, yes. but also too, a lot of times people ask inappropriate things because you have not set the boundaries ahead of time. Right. So everybody knows not to ask me for money, despite huh. everybody knowing Period. I got money. Because they already know. Like, my stepdaughter, Alyssa, when she gives me her Christmas list, it be saying stuff like, I want a lamp and socks. And I'm like, girl, you can put (laughs) one fancy thing on there. (laughs) You can put one fancy thing. But she knows I got money. But she also knows that we don't do all that. That you don't like that. You want to go to that summer camp that was $3,600? Tiffany got that. You have two private tutoring? I got that. That... This is how I choose to use my money to enhance your life. But I'm not buying you Jordans on Jordans on Jordans on Jordans. That's not happening. You know, I'm not buying you like, yeah, she knows she has one fancy aunt. And that's who she goes to, like, for all the like, I asked auntie for Gucci. I'm like, Gucci, girl, you 15. But okay. (laughs) All all those things. And so, but because I set that boundary, so people Mm. know not Tiffany. And then if they do kind of like step to the boundary line, then I reassert the boundary. And I say, I'll say something like, you know, although I can understand this is what I can do, I can sit down and help you with your budget. So you can save for that apartment, I can give you some money to help out. You know, Hmm. um, you know, here, there's a program that you know, that you can sign up for that helps people who you see what I mean. So especially if it's family, the answer is not no, it's here's how I can help you. But I'm not going to do that.
1: I like you know, that reframing. Yeah. yeah. See, mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for the youngins in my family. Mm. I'm a pure sucker. But the adults know I'm very boundary. Because I'm like, you're <laughs> grown. Are you crazy? <laughs> Give me some money. Shit. Yes. But the thing is, if you do
4: it for the youngins, like, you have to know that money is one of those things where the younger you are, the less dramatic the fall. So if you mess up when you're 18, your credit scores are 300 something, you, you'll be all right. You know, like that's why you want to get it. You let them make the mistakes when they're young, because if they don't, then they become forty or fifty, and their credit score is three hundred, and now it's serious business. You Mm -hmm. know, and so like I let like the young people like okay, let her make her mistakes, and that's okay. I'm here to give guidance after you're done messing up. But, like, young people, or they, they ought to make mistakes because it's the journey that teaches all the lessons, you know, not this someone a, thousand a day. Yep. That's mm-hmm. how I
1: learned because I, d- I messed up with credit cards when I was mm. <laughs> a teenager, in college, you know, the game. Ooh. and I But I learned through having to pay back some crazy debt, like, yes. damn, this set me back. Like, I was working and just paying debt really young instead of being able to like travel with my friends or do other mm. things, it was like I had to pay this debt. So I learned that lesson very quickly. And mm. after that my finances have been on point. Like I do not play with my credit. I don't play with co-signing. I'm I don't play you. with debt. Like none of it. I had to learn though put my hand on the fire. So on the fire. I Please I burn yeah. myself so many
4: times, I'm like, <laughs> I wrote a book about it. Here we go. Get good with money. Yo, that's Love the that. best <laughs> plug ever, right? Right there, <laughs> yo. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie, y'all really helped significantly. Like, this, I'm, I, this book is literally Black History. Like, I didn't know.
1: Hell yes, I'm going it through is. so much at the
4: time that like it sold so many copies, and I thought because you don't know, I don't know what numbers mean because I'm not necessarily part of the book world. But right. so about a million new books come out a year, and only of a million new books annually. Only about 80 of them ever sell under over 100,000 copies in that year. Really? And my book, so, mm-hmm. my book sold 160,000.
1: Almost double. Yeah. Come on. Yes. And Come then on. I found
4: out that, like, yes. it was the Congratulations. number one. Thank you. It was the number one selling personal finance book, new personal finance book of 2021. So, all them, bo- all them white dudes that you see, all the, like, and I was my scared to be on the Bida. cover. Yes, I was like, I don't want to be on the cover because you know these white people ain't yeah. gonna buy this book. Right, I'm not gonna lie, right. I was like, I'm trying to sell. Um, That's real though. It's <laughs> not that you a shame? Came out but in
2: Beyonce, yeah. that motherfucker. That's yes. what I'm talking about. Too. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. believe. Yeah.
4: And so yes. it's just it's still wow. rocking. Honestly, like people are still buying Wonderful. a map. I mean, the book is like averaging like fifteen hundred book sales a
1: week. Still, isn't that crazy? Wow, that Moving, is baby. Yes. Like just picturing that many books going out, and I you know a lot the of it too. I know a lot of it, too, was people were just happy to see themselves finally on a book cover that had to do with finance. Like, that was, I'm sure when um, they were walking through the aisles, it was like, oh, shit, what? You know, the black woman. I know. And I'm not going to lie. I always dreamed
4: of, like, going to Target and seeing my book. And the first time I saw it on the shelves, I'm like, oh, snap. Because, you know, who doesn't love Target? Especially black people. Yeah, Right, right, right. right. So I'm like to go into Target and be like, oh, snap, I'm really in Target. This that's wild. So like, it still blows my mind to be like, you really wrote a book. It really is a new, you're a New York Times bestseller. Like, when someone introduced you, it's like being an Emmy, Emmy award winning. Um, that's always right. You you're to say that. Always. Yes. Yes.
1: yes. You got to say that. Right? Like BT award
2: winning.
4: For real. I mean yo, you're not my
2: shit. But, um, <laughs> not all <of> <laughs> right,
4: Everything. um for real. Like, you know, spell and be champion. All, like, all that. okay. that's, me. Dog that's me. That's yeah. <laughs> me. But yo, it's what it tell. what it tells me is what. You know they, because I mean, obviously, I'm sure it's mostly black and brown folks who bought it, because they told us before that we didn't want to know about money. That's a lot. Huh, lot the lifestyle determined, you mm-hmm. know, that we're wanting now more than ever. I love to see all of these amazing financial folks that have come out, like the Earn Your Leisure guys. You know, they got right. a great podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you know, we got um, Brown Ambition, mm-hmm. uh, me mm-hmm. and Mandy. Um, like, you know, like there's so many amazing black and brown people in personal find Ash Cash within the vault, and so the I city love it. <laughs> well, Karisha, please She ain't talking about money Let me talk about scamming
2: and getting niggas money You know, it's like, financial hey, game Hey, yeah. Poppy I was like, yeah. okay,
4: Karisha <laughs> I've been saying abreast <laughs> of things <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God Yeah, but It's just But I love to see it And, and I Because what it represents Is a shift in our community
2: Absolutely You know A, shift a toward financial.
4: Shift. Yes, a healthy mm-hmm. shift Toward financial awareness And that we're wanting To do and be better And I just like that's why I love, I always love coming on here. And, like, that first time I came on, people still hit
1: me up. Like,
4: yo, I come I've back to this. i seeing it. You and they'll literally tag
1: us. Yeah, like, yo, yeah. I come back to this at least once every, like, quarter or once yes. every year just to kind of brush up on all the tips that you've given people. Yes. That's why I said the young girl tweeted us literally, like, when is Tiffany coming back? And I'm like, you are in luck because we yeah. literally have her <laughs> scheduled. <laughs> I <laughs> know. It's week. just...
4: I know because when I heard like um, I just was talking to Kia the other day, we were just both crying on the phone because you know it's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. it's just so crazy and hard right now. So when I heard her episode, I hit Fran up and was like, "I I want to come on and talk about grief and finance." Yes, because so I learned so much in the process of like losing my husband that I'm like. Yo, I, you don't even realize you're like, wait, there's so many and we did most things right. But there's just so much stuff that like yo, if I would have only known then I'm like, I would have done this just to make make it a little bit easier. And so when I heard mm. that you want to do like a three part series, I was like, no, let me hit Fran up and be like, I want to I want to talk about money and, and law. So so because I'm fortunate in that the choices that me and Jarrell made as a result, I get to just miss him. There's no financial ramification. That's There's no struggle. Real. There's no hardship. Like, I get to just miss him. A friend of mine lost her husband, and she's also losing her house.
1: Oh, my goodness. She doesn't
4: know how she's going to pay for her car. Whew. You know what I mean? So,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
4: like, despite all the despair, I am, like, great. There's a lot of gratefulness mixed in with the grief because that's not my my lot because of the choices we made. And so I was, like, when I told friend, I'm, like, no. Nah. There's some things, like... Like update, if you don't do nothing else from this up, um, episode, if you don't update the beneficiaries. Mm-hmm. When I,
1: I was going you- to say, can we transition into yes. that conversation? Because
0: this is the friend zone. Friend zone.
1: The zone. Is- and, and I want to also send love to XD. Um, mm-hmm. Our yes. brother, Xavier Delo, whose grandmother just passed oh, so um, a couple of days ago. So a lot of us are going through it with grieving yeah. family members and loved ones. Um, yeah. But he tweeted something similar just yesterday yeah. where he said the hardest part of this process and grieving is that the world doesn't stop. You know, and he's like, and there's services that need to be paid for, even in death. Like, you know, the funeral services. And then they're looking at you like, you're just another name, you know, that they have to give you a bill. And meanwhile, he's still grieving. And in the process of it, he's like, you almost have to take out the humanity Mm -hmm. to be able to get everything done that comes with a loved one passing. And and the business of death, you know, which is just...
3: Something that it kind
1: of, yeah, it it made the hairs on my arm stand up because I thought of when my grandmother passed last year, I had Mm -hmm. no time to be crying or sad Mm -hmm. because I had to step in. You know, the responsibility fell on me to cover everything. I was at the funeral home the next day, Mm -hmm. you know, like it was like Mm -hmm. everything because there was nothing had been prepared. So even you saying you're so thankful that you have the space to grieve yeah. because you guys had prepared things beforehand. But I, if you'd be willing to share, like what you learned and what that process has been? No, absolutely. I mean, well, because Jerrell was only I'm
4: 42, and he was 41. Actually, his birthday is next Wednesday, so oh, wow, it was just sudden. Like for because I know I always you know black people always go, what happened. So I'm like I just of course you know. So I'm like he had an aneurysm. It was just sudden. You know, aneurysms are It's not something you can account for. They call them, you know, um, silent killers, basically. And Mm. so he had an aneurysm. And then, you know, he just, it was, he was here on Tuesday and like gone by Friday. And, um, but I feel like, you know, I call these like God nods where if I look back over the last three years, it's almost like the divine was like, Tiffany, something is going to happen. Get ready. Because there there was like an urgency about some of the things we were doing that felt weird to me at the time. Like, why do Mm. I urgently feel like... We need to like, because I had not had a financial advisor for a number of years because I couldn't find the right one. But I was like, I'm good. And then all of a sudden I had this urgent need, like, you need a financial advisor ASAP. And I was like, hmm. uh, okay. And then within two weeks, I had interviewed 20 advisors and found the the perfect one for me and him. That was about three years ago. First thing she did was say, give me all of your paperwork. So like, because he worked for the city of Newark. So he had a pension all of his insurance, all of mine, everything else. One, she said, you're underinsured. So we increased our Mm. insurance. Two, she said, um, your beneficiaries are not updated. Like he's still, so I have my bonus daughter, Alyssa. Her mother's name was still on stuff,
1: Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, Mm
4: -hmm. so we updated the benefit because that would have been a real tough conversation now Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. have that that like- hmm. And so yeah. he, we updated the beneficiaries, you know, on bank accounts, on life insurance policies. There was one policy that we forgot to update it and, and went to a family member who thankfully has partially done the right thing. I wanted them to leave all of it to his daughter and they left almost half of it. So I was like, well, this is, you know, I guess as good as I can ask. But that was Oof. a that was something that was left undone. You know, right. and it was like, Whereas damn. Whereas you could have
2: already already had it arranged to be left. Fully and it just decide. would have been, yeah, exactly. Which was your preference?
4: so? Thankfully, because of the choices. What I love is that people sometimes are like, "Oh, that's easy for you to say, Tiffany, because you know you're a millionaire." No, no, no. A lot of the financial choices that that Jerrell made, he made before we started dating. Mm-hmm. He never made over sixty thousand dollars a year. Those life insurance policies he got back then, before we started dating, mm-hmm. and so he's well, left his daughter almost half a million dollars. Sorry, let's put your business out there. But (laughs) Like almost half a million dollars to pay for He wanted three things He wanted her to have a house And we have a second home That I'm giving her my my half You know he left like his half belongs to her And so I told Mm. her I'm gifting you my half too So that Mm way you have this home Oh my
1: goodness Mm
4: -hmm. And two he wanted her to college to be paid for That's done Mm
1: -hmm. And he wanted her to have a
4: strong Because Daryl grew up in like you know Like the hood 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 I mean Mm -hmm. if you see New Jersey Drive That was him and his friends Mm-hmm. You know, right. wild, kind of stealing cars, you know, and then he got, you know, <laughs> yeah. grew up, you mm-hmm. know, I used to be like, you see what? He's like, don't worry about that part of my life, you know. <laughs> and so, but he grew up, and so he really didn't want her to have the struggling experience that he had. So the things yes. that he wanted for her are done, and he put those in place, like I said, making, Ooh. never making over $60,000 a year. So there's no excuse that, wow. like, oh, you got it. No, 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 no. He put right. those things in place. So making sure that you have enough life insurance, leaning into term. So there's whole life insurance, universal, which is life insurance that sometimes you can like borrow against and the, or they call it sometimes it's an investment. But I don't believe that insurance should be an investment. Is your car insurance an investment? Is no, your rent is right investment? No. Exactly. Life insurance here is to protect your assets. And the like so if you're a forty-year-old um woman who doesn't smoke, if you want to get a million dollar policy, you're looking at about thirty or forty bucks a month, give or take, last time I checked for a term policy, meaning like a 20- or 30-year, I, I think I looked up a 30-year term policy, which means for 30 years, if something happens to you, as long as you keep paying that 40 bucks a month, the people that you left on the beneficiary form is going to get a million dollars. If you got a whole life insurance policy, which is the one that, you, that, that, that they say it's invested, you could borrow against, although the investments typically don't even yield up to 2%, which is like putting your money in the bank, well, it used to be like putting your money in the bank, then that you're looking like $700 a month. How likely are you to keep paying $700 indefinitely? You're not. Like, right. I still have my term. I've got a term policy when I was twenty, like eight years old when I bought my first condo. It was like 22 bucks a month, and it was $300,000. I got it because I bought the condo for two twenty. dollars I got like a mortgage. And I said, if something happens to me, I heard that you should get life insurance to cover your debt. So I got an insurance mm-hmm. policy for $300,000. Despite losing my job and all the financial hardships that I've had, I've never not had the $22 to pay that insurance policy.
3: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You see what I mean?
4: And so that's why I suggest if you're an insurance agent, they're like, no. Yeah, you want to know why? Because insurance agents get paid so much when you get the expensive policy. They don't get paid as much when you get term. So they're always going to push. Well, the ones who, to me, are not reputable are going to push whole life. Hate me if you want. Tweet me. I don't care. I said what I said. Get yourself a term (laughs) policy. And you know, mm. pay the smaller amount of money. And yes, does it expire? Yes, because a term policy is supposed to really cover um, your your dependents when you're not here. So typically, if you have a thirty year policy, if you're, and you you get it when your child is born, by the time they're thirty, they're grown enough to take care of themselves. It's okay that you didn't leave them life insurance. They're thirty already. You know what I mean? Wow. And so, like, See, that's I never a-
1: thought of life mm-hmm. insurance. I'll be honest, is just something that I felt like that's more for people with kids you know that like or with a lot of debt and i just felt i you know i sort of felt like do does everyone need life insurance no, Everyone i never does. thought so i needed it to,
4: you might not friend so to your point life yeah. insurance is to cover your dependence and to cover your debt if you don't have any of those two things then you might not i might just get a policy enough to just say you all don't have to worry about burying me let me get enough of a policy Because I don't
1: even want that. Like I well, literally want to be cremated, which is what, like ten bucks. Like which I'm and kidding. And there you go. So then, that, you, then you
4: don't. You might not need a policy. To your point.
1: Yeah. You know. Okay. I just don't like yeah. being
2: hot. I think about cremation all the time, but I, just, I can't stand hot. And I know even what? then, I'm going to be like, oh, You have an attitude. Yeah, you know
4: that's that's the, his experience is going to be floating like, oh, word. Yeah, I what y'all
2: like asking for a napkin. I want to do that. So I don't know.
4: But something else you should think about if you are currently married is to have mm-hmm. at least one joint account in your spouse's name. Because what happens is once the bank finds out that your spouse is no longer here, they mm-hmm. shut down access to that account. You have to do all the oh, stuff to get it. shit. But if you have a okay. joint account in their name, what I was able to do was to, to transfer all of his money into that joint account because it was just transferring from him to him. But we just had this joint, mm. one joint account. And then I was able to get the money and then say, oh, by the way, my husband, unfortunately, is no longer here. And they shut down the accounts that I had already pulled the money out of. That just made it easier. Beautiful. Because you right. can yeah. get the money later, but you got to go through this whole process and you got to open up a state Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. just easier. So having at least one joint account in your spouse's name, um, like look at names on your cars and homes. So the house I live in now he and I, our name was both on this house, but we had bought a, um, a, uh, a property from the city of Newark for $10,000. It was like a, a, a tear down house and it was a deed. So you basically buy the deed for $10,000 and they just want you to rehab the house. And we did. And so, but when we, when we purchased it from the city, they said only one person's name can go on the deed and then just come back to city hall a week later. Of course I forgot. Like, mm. so only mm. his name was on that house. Now, here's the thing. In New Jersey, I don't know in any other state, but if you are married and both of your name is on the title of the house, then I'm not inheriting this house because we both own a 100%. That's what the state of New Jersey says. And Got so you. I don't have to worry about taxes, inheriting taxes, because like, no, no, Tiffany, you owned 100, he owned 100, he's not here, so you just maintain your 100%. Now, the other mm-hmm. house that I forgot to add my name to um, he, because he has a daughter and myself, basically it's basically basically give or take fifty percent hit hers fifty percent mine, but thankfully right. that it was always our intention to leave her that property anyway. So even if mm-hmm. it had it been a hundred percent mine, I was it was going to go to her either way. Mm-hmm. So, but it was okay. just something that we forgot to do. That I was like, ah, oh, dang. But in the long run, it's not that big of a deal.
2: It worked because,
4: out anyway. Exactly because yeah. you're
1: married. But what if it's a person that's not married and y'all just. Uh, What is it? Common law. So if
4: you're both on the title, then you might have to inherit. Depends on your state law. You might have to inherit their half. Now, here's the thing. If they have children and if they have. um, So it goes like this first. And when it comes to like when someone passes away, it's spouse, child or spouse and child kind of like neck and neck. Then it's a mother, father, then siblings. Mm-hmm. So oh, you wow. could be tussling with someone's sister or brother for your half the, <laughs> right? of, the, of the house, you know? Right. So you want to be mindful. And that
2: mindful stuff gets of... really
4: nasty. Oh, my really God. it gets yeah. so it, ugly. It can't. Ooh. I didn't have to experience too much except for that one life insurance policy was like, you know, we mm-hmm. had to tussle a little bit. But, you know, they came around. Um, but for the most part, <laughs> thankfully, we didn't have to do that. But you So you want to mm, look at whose God. name is on what, you know? Um, mm. And this is something that was so critical, too. Make sure you're leaving the life insurance to the intended party. So... I have seen this that you say like you're like, oh, I'm going to leave the life insurance to my sister to look after my kids. And then something happens to you. Your sister's like, I forgot what she has said. Well, it's my money so I can do what Mm -hmm. I want. I've seen Mm -hmm. it. I'm living it. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. (laughs) You know, and so I'm like, not my sisters, but you know. Um, Mm -hmm. But (laughs) so with that, with that being said, so if knowing because it makes sense. I have an underage child. I want to leave money to a responsible adult that's going to look after them. Until you're not here and, you know, all of a sudden plans go out, go, they go out the window. So you are able to leave your life insurance policy to a minor. What will happen is the state will step in and hold that money for them until they're 18. They will hold it in mm. trust for them. So don't think to yourself like, oh, I can't, I don't want to leave it to a two-year-old. Someone's just going to take their money. No, 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 no. The state says they know, like, when I, like, um for my for Jarrell's life insurance policies from his job, it, like, let's just say it was $100,000. They sent me my 50, and then they sent me a letter saying, we know that Alyssa's underage, so her 50 is being held in trust with us until she's 18.
2: love it. Love you it. You see wow. what I mean? Better so just keep than in the, the pockets of a greedy adult exactly. whose motives can be... Exactly. To, to whatever, yeah.
4: Exactly. So make sure, basically, whoever, especially if you have a blended family... You want to be real careful about leaving money to who you want to leave money to. And something that folks don't know is that you can split up. So now my estate and everything, so all my insurance policies, everything is my sister. So it goes four ways. If something happens to me now, they were the secondary. um, Like my husband was first, but he's not here. So now you can split Mm -hmm. it how many ways you want. So you got 10 Mm -hmm. brothers and sisters, put their name down. So if something happens because you don't want to leave it to the one sister and be like, split it between all y'all. No, 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 no. Bye. Put all <laughs> their names down so everybody gets yep. their piece. You know, That was really important. Um, I If I had not had that financial advisor, I don't know what I, Anjali was amazing. And so because there, because we had given her, your financial advisor should be reviewing all of your financial paperwork. Because when something, when Jerelle wasn't here, I called her and she just, she knew where everything was. She was like, call the job. They have this for you. Call this person. Because she that was the, one of the first things she had us do is give her all of our paperwork from every corner of blessing. the earth. I
1: mean, what when I blessing. say a blessing,
4: I didn't have to think about anything. I was just like, she yeah. literally had a, I didn't know until later. She had like um, like a list, like, okay, for, like these are the four things Tiffany really has to do now. And these can wait six months and then these can wait a year. So one of the things that she's like, you should do now is um so Alyssa's mom and I have always been cool. Shout out to you, Shantae. Hey girl. So mm-hmm. she and I have love always it. been cool, and Amen. we still maintain her, still cool. Like Alyssa, I was just talking to her today. I'm hiring her. Yeah, that's my baby. Like, she was like, I said, how much you gonna charge me to do TikTok? She's like, Oh, um, I was doing the math. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, you about to see me on TikTok. And it's gonna be like Alyssa.
3: Yes.
4: She charged me $20 I TikTok. I, I feel like I'm getting taken, but whatever.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs>
4: She was like, yeah, it's, it's, it takes a lot of work. I was like, she said, I was thinking like 80. I said, a TikTok girl, stop. She's like, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So she's about to get her little uh, money on. She learned. But she learned from her she mother's is, mama. She, she <laughs> so, but me and her mom are still like, like I said, really cool. We talk all the time. And mm-hmm. um, and I told, so Anjali told me, make sure you tell Shantae. Hey Shante, you can get Social Security, and I learned from a friend of mine whose husband passed away that there is no backseats with Social Security. Meaning that if you don't call right now, despite your grief, if you wait six months, you don't get that retro. Oh, and so shoot. call so So if you if you have a mind, so Alyssa, I, I did not give birth to Alyssa, so the Social Security goes to like the you know goes to her the mother first mom. and her mm-hmm. right, which is what mm-hmm. what it ought to be because you yeah. know um, Jarrell. Financially was taking care of her too. And now Shante is missing that component. And so social right. security helps to plug that, that hole half. at least partially. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, but I told Shante, I said, I know it's a lot right now, but you need to call them today. Because if you don't, if you wait six months because of the grief, you're not going to get any of that social security money back. So if something yeah. happens, calling That's social security true. right away and getting your money now so and that has helped her significantly and she's like well what should I do with this should I should I put in a bank account for Alyssa and I said no don't let anybody press you and girl that he's not here to help you financially with your baby that money is to make sure that you guys are okay you used to pay rent you whatever you needed to like whatever you would normally do with her do that don't feel guilty for using that money to make sure y'all are okay you know I know right. some people think like when money comes for kids it should only be for the kid it's like so if she's homeless where the baby gonna be
1: You know, it's a a full responsibility. It's a household. Yeah, exactly. So
4: it goes to the household. So you're wanting to like do that Um, Mm -hmm. at least. And this is so important. Like I knew all my husband's passwords. So like Mm -hmm. password to his phone. And like he always used my computer when he was like logging in. So I always, you know how like um, with Google, it'll say save the password. So I would always like save it. And thank God for that. Because if I need to log into his bank account, I didn't be like, oh, my God, what's his bank? I knew every password was either saved to my computer or Mm. if you don't do that, at the very least, have the password to someone to someone's phone so you can log in. And, you know, if you whenever you have to reset a password, it gets sent to the email. And usually the email is linked to their phone anyway, you know, because it made life easier when they were like, well, we need to do this. And I'm like, oh, I don't. Oh, you know what? Let me reset the password, have it sent to his, um, his Yahoo account, and the Yahoo app is on his phone. I don't have to worry about figuring out how to log in. So I know you don't think about stuff like that, but like having. I know, yeah. So it's
1: like so many details. And then yes. mind you, you're grieving. Right. I all of this on top, on top of, of
2: managing your emotions. Um, like- so a Woo! lot of
4: stuff I left until later, but I'm giving you guys this list so you can listen back and make a list and say this, I'm going to make sure it's my sister that has my thing. You know, I'm going right. to update my beneficiaries, you know, also keep that phone on like the, the, at first, you know, you know, you're thinking about like, I'm going to turn off the, um, uh, the phone like of the person who's not here keep it on for at least a year because you Mm. might still need to have access to log into certain things that the phone will let you phones are like keys now you know what i mean and so like keep that phone on for at least a year until like you kind of work through all of the financials and you don't need that phone anymore um keep get multiple copies of 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 their death certificate because everyone wants it before they do anything and to ask for more is really hard so typically the the um the the funeral home will give you they'll ask you how many copies. I my Anjali, my financial advisor said get twenty. I was like twenty. But sure enough, every time Dick and Harry, every insurance company, every everybody needed a copy, original Mm. copy. And so get your original copies up, up up front. Something that's really critical. So this, my husband's such an old man. So my dad has this, right? So this is those fireproof boxes. So if you're watching on Patreon, you can see. Oh, oh, that's man. what? Everything, was, when I opened it up, I was like, wow. His birth certificate, everything was in here. Oh, mm-hmm. I need everything. to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm so such you a get child. You, and if you like me, so... This is what my mom has on my stuff. Like, so I got a fireproof bag, and guess Mm -hmm. what? My will, my trust, uh, a copy of every every bank um, that I have, every bank account. I put I put the statement in here, so they'll know all of my financial stuff. It's it's fireproof. I just got it from Amazon. It's a fireproof Mm -hmm. bag. So God forbid something happens to your house, but that way. And I showed my sister. She's like, I don't want to hear about that. I said, No, you need to. Because if something to. happens to me, I need you. You could take a month off, two months, whatever. But then, you know, you can grab that bag and say everything is here. I don't have That's to so dig helpful. through the crates. So it is, is so helpful. I because really there's nothing you do more that. like yeah. um, devastating to lose someone. And then to also be like, uh, my hands are tied. You know, I, I can't even pay that for the face funeral. face the
2: burden on top yes. of that. Yeah.
4: Yes. I can't Ooh. pay for the funeral. I can't. You know, so having that, like, I got that when Joelle passed away and I got back from, like, I, I went to Bali for, like, two two months just to, like... Mm. Get away. I wanted to go someplace really beautiful. I wanted to go someplace away from everybody. Because, you know, everyone, I loved it that everyone's checking in on you. But it was just also a lot.
1: A reminder. It's a constant reminder. A constant
4: reminder. And so I went to Bali for two months just to, like, where nobody knew me. You know, they're Mm -hmm. just like, oh, hey, that's the black that comes in in breakfast every morning. And I just, everything in Bali (laughs) is so beautiful. And Mm Bali is also very spiritual. There's a temple literally, like, on every street corner, every block. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to just reconnect to the divine and God, you know. Um, and so just keeping that in mind, like um, another thing to if you like Jarrell actually didn't have a will like we had talked about. It. It's so crazy. Like the God knots the week before. I was like, babe, we really should get our will together. They've been the oh, attorney been goodness. telling us. Yes. and And we didn't. And <sighs> but the good thing is, because we had done the other things, he was really mm-hmm. good at communication. Everybody knew what he wanted. I remember I was like, um, they asked me in the hospital, was he an organ donor? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And his daughter was like, he was. She was like, I was talking to daddy two weeks ago, and I was looking through his wallet, and I took out his um, his um, license. License. And said, daddy, how come it doesn't say organ donor on here? You know, black people. I ain't putting uh-huh. an organ donor on my license uh-huh. so they can take uh-huh. my uh-huh. organs if something uh-huh. happens. Uh-huh. And so, uh-huh. but he told her. <laughs> but,
3: yeah. but he us. told her.
4: He told her, though, but... I do want to be an organ donor. Like, you know, just so you know. Craig two mm, weeks before. So he was able, like a woman wrote me. I haven't even shared it with her yet because I just think it's a, it, it might be too much. A woman wrote me that um, she has his, I think it's his liver. And oh, the day he goodness. passed is the day it saved her life. And she said, it was like a beautiful letter. Like, I know. It was like, she's here as a result of like him being the Superman that he was. That was his nickname. And so, and so, but his heart went to someone else, his liver, it's about six organs that they were able to, um, to save other people's lives with. And so just knowing, yeah, (laughs) when I tell you, like, I didn't know that when, in order to donate an organ, there has to be such a specific set of circumstances. It's not that you can't just donate any organ. You have to pass away in a hospital while on a respirator. That's it mm, okay. because like, because the organs have to be preserved exactly as if you were still here. And Got so you. there's no other way. So if you get to a car accident and they lose you like out there in the field, you know, while they're doing mouth to mouth or whatever, donate your organs. it's a lot. So less than 2%. So I, I so you think about the people, it is a miracle, honestly, that she's here. And if we had said no, her family would be like, you know, Ooh. like they would be here, not with her.
1: So I just so. <laughs> That's I, I have the, mine on mine on my. Yeah, license. black people have please heart. be organ donors. Yes, but I get it because you you have that fear, like oh, if something happens to me, they're gonna be less likely to save me because they. So want you don't, don't have to organ. have it
4: on your card, but you can you can tell your family members because your family members can make that choice. Mm-hmm. So you Got can just say, I'm not putting
1: on my car, but just so you so can know, be like stealth, stealth yes. mode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. what you're wanting. Actually, like, that's a you good know,
4: idea. You know,
1: like, okay. Idea. Like,
4: you know, I do want to be an organ donor, you know, like, and so, and especially they told me, especially black men, there's so few uh, black men because they don't, they didn't just take organs. They also took like skin grafts because they're like, mm-hmm. especially for black skin, there's like a certain special property. They don't get access to that very often. It was just, there's just so many people, literally thousands of people, um, that are going to be helped as a result of like that that final gift that he gave. Um, Wow. Something else to consider is to also depending on, so a will, there's many differences between a will and a trust, but ultimately a will is to tell you what happens like right after you pass away. This is what I want to happen with my assets and my estate, like upon my passing. A trust kind of leaves long-term instructions. So for me, I need a trust because I have several businesses. So it's like, well, this is what I want to happen a year after. This is what I want Alyssa to have when she's 30. This is when Mm -hmm. I want my niece and nephew to have. So a trust allows you to extend the instructions. And so for Jarrell, he didn't necessarily need a trust, but he didn't have his will, but like, but I knew what he wanted, but Mm -hmm. I have a a will now, obviously, but I also have a trust because I have these other larger entities that need extended instructions. So if that is you, um, consider that and also consider that if you have an estate that's worth more than like half a million dollars so let's say you have two homes or you have a business and that you might want to have a trust because that will also potentially help with um, taxes afterward because Ooh. when you leave money to someone the government's like tap 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 uh, we, course, that's, you course. just earned some money we want some and like in California it's astronomical New Jersey is not so bad but if you put money in a trust if you put or you put the assets in a trust um, and then you are the owner of the trust, but there are also people inside the trust. You're not actually like giving them that money when you pass away; it just stays in that trust. So there's typically not a tax burden to to be paid. But you definitely want to have. I'm not an attorney, and right, some of y'all right. like to point out. I'm like, <laughs> no, <"Wait, but> this <laughs> is...
3: <laughs> right? No, i like,
4: attorney, but so you want to sit down with a you know like a like a, a trust attorney to sit down to walk you through. But it, that's in general terms. A will is right away. A trust, if you want to leave. Instructions over time, a Mm -hmm. trust, you know, it costs more money typically to do than a will. And you have to fund the trust, meaning put things in it now while you're here. Um, So just keeping Mm. that in mind. Um, Something else, like like I said, my husband was really good at communication. So I knew who he wanted to have what. So you want to make your Mm -hmm. inheritance plans clear. You know, especially if you have a blended family, you were married before, and you have a baby by such and such, and now you right. have new kids. And so you want to make sure that like everyone is provided for in the way that you deem fit. So having right. those conversations, they're not easy to have, but because he had them, even though he didn't have a will, no one was fighting for the most part over it. That's not what he wanted because he talked right. about it. You know, right,
2: right. Um, Shout so out just to you, like Tiffany, because this is when like peop- people's true character is put on display. Yes, you know, yeah. and you you nurturing those relationships um, at this point, and, and just making sh- sure that you carried out his wishes and shit. That just really shows who you are as a person. So much well, respect you. to you for that, Tiffany. That's beautiful. no, thank yeah. you. It's
4: not easy, but he, like, yeah. like if anybody knew him, they knew that like yo how much he loved his daughter. Like
3: mm-hmm. Alyssa was
4: like the sun, moon and stars. I mean, I mm. I was well loved. He was just a good dude. You know, like just mm-hmm. there are people that you meet and you're like, oh, yeah, they cool. No, he was a good dude. Like when he passed away, this little old lady down the street rang my doorbell and was like, is this the house where that um that young man passed away? And I'm like, I didn't know her. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm thinking, how does she know? She was like, I'm so sorry for your loss. He used to help me with my lawn and my grass. And I said, of course oh, he did. Oh, my
3: goodness. Because that was,
4: when I tell you, hey, I didn't even post. No surprise. No <laughs> surprise. Because when I tell I used to call him the Black Mr. Rogers. Everybody <laughs> knew Jarell. Like, if you didn't have a dad, he was gonna make sure you had your haircut. He was gonna make sure you yeah. got a bike when you were ten. Because oh, we goodness. used to live in like what I call the halfway hood before we moved where we live now. And so it was just uh-huh. all you know, like the the hoods on this side. They all because he was a mm-hmm. twin, and you know, black folks. When you a twin, what's your name? Twin. Yeah. So, twin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And so, so they were. like, Everybody knew twin. And so, uh-huh. if you needed something fixed. If you needed like whatever it was like you just knew you could talk call twin and he was gonna take care of you his his home going was full to the brim I would say probably about five hundred people and I didn't even really post about it because I, I knew it. that like Newark was gonna come out for him and and they did because that's the legacy he mm-hmm. left that's you know beautiful. one of just giving like he when I looked through his phone afterward it was he was like his twin brother because he has like identical twin brother Terrell Terrell and Jarrell, because black you know. So Terrell <laughs> so, used to call Like one of Jarrell's nicknames He used to call him was Barbara Because he would be like You a nosy old biddy." <laughs> <laughs> Jarell knew everybody's business, so in his phone it was like, "Hey June from across, like the, the lady from across, say, you need me to pick up your mail because I seen that Amazon just dropped it off." Hey Barbara, you need to get Barbara was in full effect. I was like, Jarell's in everybody's business, but everybody loves the community. Shit, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, and that's what happened when you go yeah. up in the projects. He told me, like, you know, you knew, it. oh, such as the Smiths lived in four B. You know, the mm-hmm. Johnsons live in Fort, you know, mm-hmm. CF or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And you so, have like, relationships with yes. these people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so he carried that with him. And so it just was like such a delight to see how many people's lives, um, yeah, that... That he touched and like I just want to make sure that like you know I know what he wanted for Alyssa
3: mm-hmm. and
4: I want to make sure that it is seen through and like you know I'm not really like everybody knows me like I'm not really some I'm not no tough guy and I'm not no but when it came to her I was like I mean we could tussle if that's what you wanted to be I because, think that's right. like
1: it's whatever sis <laughs> like, up. it's real up. yeah like
2: what that's what you so not gonna do Tiffany. is
4: you know like I'm like that's no his no heart.
1: no like that's I raised the probate heart. court
4: to protect mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. when you have a minor for probate court, you have to go to surrogate court. but And you better go mm-hmm. right away. Y'all race. If you have a minor, race there and bring all your mm-hmm. paperwork with you so you could be the admin of that estate. So because mm-hmm. that way, you know, if you're the responsible one, you can say, like, this is what's going to happen with his estate. And I raced there before anybody. Everybody else was talking. I said, ah, ha, ha. what they didn't know was every day I was in probate court, like, and here's this paperwork. And I did not rest until my name was admin. So it's like, OK, I make the so decisions smart. of what happens. You know, so grief, no one could come you were in able to, and,
2: to think like that.
4: It was yeah. you know, in the beginning there was like a I think when you lose someone, for me it was like a shock and a numbness and I knew it wasn't gonna last long, that mm-hmm. I was gonna fall apart soon enough, and I was like, Well, for now, I need to push ahead and do these things, like making While sure you get me. Yes. Like get an accountant because there's, there might be taxes involved. You know, something else I did too was I had to freeze his credit because do you know that there are terrible people who will look at the obituaries to see who passed away <gasps> and then steal people's identities? Yep. Oh yes.
1: my God! I mean, I'm I fro- not surprised. Yes, but I that froze is... his credit.
4: Go head on wow. to Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion, and you can freeze your loved one's credit so no one can open up, cancel their credit cards because people that will try so to open sad up credit to cards. Even in their have name. to think of that. Can you imagine? Yeah. But that those are, that, like I said, there's just so many lessons I learned. But if if hmm. I had to say the biggest um, lesson and legacy that Jarrell left me with is that, you know, he was so happy, like. I always mm. say, like, he's a secret vlogger. Like, I look through his phone, and he has so many <laughs> videos and pictures. Like, he, you know, he enjoyed a little smoky smoke himself, you know? Oh, Since okay, um, you know. And so, right about now, he'd be like, let me, uh, what you got, Justin? He yeah, it's, was it's like, legal in Jersey, <laughs> shit. <Yeah. laughs> okay. and so, he would be on his phone smoking and being like, "Yo, know, like, literally with his phone, life is good, Joe." Yo, my oh, wife my good. Heart. Yo, so I can look oh. back at those videos. People would like, yo, my wife good. I just washed my car. You know, niggas don't need much. Right? Like, just I just grateful. washed my car. Just grateful. And so grateful. I have all these videos. Continue. So I, I implore you, take so many pictures and videos, candid oh, photos and videos. Heart. Because when I, so I created <sighs> on Google, I created a Google, a Google um, uh, photo album where you can literally, everyone who came to visit him in the hospital, I said, let me get your phone. And I was if they had Google, automatically you have Google Photos. You're able to go into their Google Photos, find that person's face and say, add it to this album. And so we have like four thousand pictures and video. So at any moment in time I can hear him say I love you. I can hear him laugh. I can see him like like any moment in time I can, you know, and so it just that was it has been such a gift. And I added all of our family and friends to that album. So whenever you're needing, like, just to hear his voice or whatever, you have 4,000 different ways to do so. He was really adamant about taking lots of photos and pictures because his mom passed away in his 20s. And he said, like, damn, I only got, like, one picture of her. I Dang, I don't got no video. So he was, like, he was someone who, you know, you wouldn't even know he was recording. You're like, what are you doing? And now because he was like, I want to capture the moment because I didn't have this with her. And so Ooh. if you're not taking photos, I don't care what you look like. You need to lose Get that 10 pounds. Right Nobody now. cares. <laughs> Nobody cares about the 10 pounds. Take those photos. <laughs> right. Take those pictures. And also too, like, like therapy has helped a lot. I'm sure I'm going to cry after this. I'm just holding it together. But I, I'm has, already losing it. <laughs> therapy has helped a lot. And one of the things that Dr. Green shared with me is because at first, I'm not going to lie, when Gerald passed away, I was like, well. I've go- I'm gone too. Because, like, what I else mean, is there? And she had, right. to, she had to tell me that she's like Tiffany. Jarrell passed, but not the whole of your life. Not mm-hmm. your mother and father. Not your sisters. Not your nieces. Not your nephew. Not your business. Not your friends. Not your Jarrell passed, but you have a good life that is desperately trying to get your attention. And I remember Ooh. being like, that was really hard to absorb, but she was right. And I truly believe that you see your loved ones later. Like I watched a lot of um, near death experience videos that helped a lot for people who like yeah. died for 20 minutes on the operating table and mm-hmm. like what they experienced, like the love they felt, the loved ones that they saw. And so I said, okay, like if I'm going to see him later, I get the opportunity to lean in now. And Dr. Green, she's an amazing black therapist told me that you can decide if grief is going to con- like continue. You're going to contract with grief or expand. Meaning, are you going to freeze? Are you going to, you know, never go out? Are you going to decide not to have joy? Or are you going to use grief to expand? And that's why, like I said, I wanted to come on because this is part of that expansion education. That's why, like, literally, when I tell you, I have been traveling like crazy. I don't post hardly anything on social, but I, in the last six months, I've been to Hawaii I just got back from Jordan um, like a, a, a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. I was in Bali for two months. I, was, I just rented a shore house last week and, and had all my family and friends down. My sisters and I went to visit my other sister in, in uh, Chicago. You need my sister to go on that. the road
0: with you. Yes,
4: yeah, so <laughs> and I paid for it now because before, because I, I didn't know how to live well now. Mm-hmm. And because I knew how to work and I knew how to make money, but Jarrell lived well now. He's like, oh, that's cute and cool. But like, yo, the car is washed. I ate. Life is good. Mm-hmm. And so I have learned to like, like Tiffany, no. Like, what does it look like to live? I was always like, oh, I'm going to do that later. You know, let me just get this thing done. Let me just do this little bit of business. And then, then I will indulge. in. No. Now I live well now. I'm like, yo, I'm going to Chicago to speak. Who wants to roll? I just messaged my sisters last night. You know what? We should go see Usher. At, um
1: in, in his Vegas oh, residency, that was it's that on me. That. Who yeah. wanna go? Who wanna mm-hmm. go? Cause what's the money for? Enjoy
2: yourself, Tiffany. Yeah, Yo, and there I'm might not, there might that. not be,
1: there might not be it later. And it's exactly. like let's just tap in now. And it's interesting, Tiffany, because you and I had had a conversation. Do you remember? I was still living in Brooklyn. And yeah, I think we called each other, and we were kind of talking about that, like yeah. the workaholic nature yeah. that we have, and just trying to be more present. I remember you were actually in the middle of going for a walk because yes. you were like, "This is part of me being yes, present." I was trying, and you. Yeah, and you called me and you were like this is like kind of the systems I'm putting in place and yeah. we had like a long convo for hours where we were talking about the ways that we're trying to be more present, you know? So I'm not surprised that like now you're able to really really do that in a cuz if not different now way. when like if right, you know, right if not now when I'm like, you know, like I
4: I feel like if I would have constricted and just basically waited it out until it was my turn, God would make me live to 102 like, "Oh, you thought <laughs> You know, I'm like, oh, God, I'm still here. You see, old people <laughs> be so mad they still here. Like, when they get, like, 100, they're, like, I'm tired. <laughs> and so, and then I feel like I would see Jarrell later. He'd be like, word, Tiff. It was cute at first. Like, oh, she missed me. Because that's how he was. Like, hey, you missed me. And then be like, really? Like, girl, you better live. You're going to see me later anyway. And so that's what I remind right. myself. Like, something, too, like, I, I give to, I actually have to ask you for, um, because uh, I was talking to Kia the other day and I was like, I got to get her a mailing address because someone sent me um, chimes with his name on it. And when I tell you, it's like <gasps> the greatest gift that you can give someone when they lost somebody. Because I feel like when I'm going that through the hardest so times. so thoughtful. When I hear those chimes, I'm like, I swear as being like, I'm still here. You know, it's like the oh, best stop gift it. ever. Oh, and so I've been my sending gosh. It. You when are someone, blowing my mind right
1: now. I'm
4: telling <laughs> I go right to Etsy because, you know, we love to support a, a small business. And I find memorial chimes and then I get their name written on it, you know, like embossed on it. And then I send them in, you know, because sometimes, I mean, the thing I've learned about grief just through therapy is that it doesn't get smaller. You just grow bigger around it. It, You know, you manage it as part of your life and you find the things, you know, if you've decided to let grief expand you to let joy in, it doesn't mean. Like, you can honor someone with your sadness as well as your joy. You know, right. you can do both of those things. And, like, that's what I'm determined to do. That, like, no, he was such a giver. I was already a giver, but I'm, like, even more so now. He loved life. And I'm, like, you know, I'm determined to live fully to, like, you know, I've had such great friends and family. I'm, like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm determined to lean into that. But I'm also determined to leave a legacy of knowledge. You know, like I was already doing it, but now more so than ever, because I'm just like, there's so many things that I've had to learn, you know, some of it sadly and some of it joyfully, but it's not just mine to keep, you know. Um hmm. One of my mentees told me, she was like, you know, God gives seeds to the sower, you know, mm-hmm. like you're blessed because you are a blessing. And so I'm mm-hmm. just like, these blessings are I not just for me, that. you know, they're they're for other people, Woo. too. And so like, that's the thing that keeps me going, honestly, if it wasn't for um the platform in order to just teach and reach people, I don't know what I would do with myself. Like it's the thing that keeps it like I said, I don't have to work anymore, but I continue to serve and teach because it's the thing that's always bring me that's always brought me joy and, and continues to do so. So I just thank y'all for, you know, you always provide this awesome platform to like talk to your audience and
1: Ooh, yeah. Tiffany, Tiffany, thank you. We are yeah, so, so much. I'm, like, speechless. I'm like, honestly
2: grateful.
0: Would be super remiss if I didn't say, Tiffany. Like, we've had a lot of people on this show, and I, a lot of the time when you're talking, I feel like I'm sitting here in awe because you give us so much free game, and today you gave us so much that was necessary, and mm-hmm. we've all dealt with loss recently or continuing to deal with loss or have dealt with loss for however long, and I appreciate you and your vulnerability, but more so than anything, you are always like Fran was saying earlier, top five. But for me, it's like number one every okay. single time you come on. You have so much. It's like the attention just aligns with what we do here. But everything that you do is just so amazing, and everything, the fact that we can share our platform with your life and your trajectory is just such a blessing to us. So thank you so much for every time you come come on our show. We we just we love you, Tiffany. Like we appreciate oh, you. Thank so you, Asante. Honestly,
4: and for you to be really so strong that. today
0: was a lot. Like
2: ooh. And on a personal level, right, like, because fuck all this, the education is great and the information is is so valuable. But you this is a very personal conversation for you. Yeah. So just thank you so Oof. much for stretching yourself in that way and allowing us to create a little space that we hope you feel safe in where you could, mm. you know, be transparent in that way, because that is a big deal. And I'm really we are really grateful for, you know that contribution from you today and i just think you're an awesome person i've always thought you were just a an incredible person who also happens to be smart than a motherfucker you know what i'm saying <laughs> like you're just a dope dope and dope funny. person yes. and me. funny yes. as hell yes. Yes. so dope, yeah. dope and on top of that you smart and paid so it's like it's <laughs> when, right you know what i'm saying so just much no, muchas gracias that. friend Thank
1: you. So. Tiffany, we are so thankful. We love you. Our prayers are with you and mm-hmm. his daughter, and his daughter's mom, and his mm-hmm. brother, and just your family, your extended family, and honestly, even the old lady across the street. Everyone mm-hmm. who was oh. affected yeah. by him being here, by him not being here, I know he's always around. Even the yeah. I, I thought when you mentioning the wind chime, and I'm yeah. I'm imagining him blowing through that yes. and just visiting you. Like that is, I'm trying not to cry. That is the most beautiful thing I've heard in a long time yeah Woo. but thank you for sharing with us during your time of grief because this is when we're so broken open and the knowledge is just like busting through so for you to share that on our platform and with us and how you reached out i'm thankful i know this is gonna touch so many people and like you always do you just that's what you do you just touch Mm -hmm. so many people so we're thankful tiffany anything any last words you want to say before we get out of here Buy my book,
4: bitch. No, just joking. Because
1: you have to it I said, girl, you're not going to have me
4: crying. I'm, I'll cry I was camera. trying to say, invite That's someone on vacations. Camera. That's perfect. I mean, look, invite <laughs> someone on vacations. I'm just saying. Uh, right? But I'm like, okay. No, but honestly, like. No, that I, was perfect. I love what y'all do. And I just was so like, you guys just, I, I don't think you realize <laughs> how much you shift the culture. I just hope you know that. No, for real. Thank
1: you, Tiffany. Like,
4: it is the number one podcast that when people stop me, they were like, oh, my God, I just love you on the friend zone. Still to this day, it it happens so often. (laughs) And so the culture shift that you're creating, this, like, soft place for people to land and listen and, you know, like, the fact that you talk about this well-rounded, like... You know, like the topics that you talk about, sometimes you have me rolling and dying. I'm like, yo, that's <laughs> when I tell you one of my favorite phrases that you, that you always <laughs> say is like, "Let them hoes fight." Yo, me and my lady. we use that for everything. Whenever some dogs I'm like, girl, like basically like that's not my business. I'd be like, let <laughs>
3: like,
4: yeah, them fight. <laughs> Yo, sometimes, like, I, too, you know, like, yeah. yo, yo I'll tell you, it just brings me so much joy how you can, you know, we can talk about serious things, but we can also mm-hmm. laugh it up and chop it yes. up and learn. And so you just, I am grateful um, for you. Like, I, yeah, you know, this platform that you've created is just nothing short of just, like, honestly, black magic. And so I'm just not black magic, because mm. I know some of y'all Christians are like, ah, you know what I mean? Like, like black magic. Like, yeah. Yes. Because yeah. they're like, child, you yeah.
2: happy?
3: <laughs> 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 I knew <laughs> they <that>
4: was <laughs> into that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because honestly, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is an awesome place to be. So,
1: thank you. And thank you, Tiffany. And I'm so thankful this episode turned out way better than I had mm-hmm. even prepared. And that's just the power of you. Thank you to those yeah. of you listening. We're we're looking forward to your thoughts and your comments. And make sure to hit Tiffany. Tiffany, let everyone know where they can find you. So I am the budget nista on all the socials. I'll be TikToking soon, thanks to Alyssa. So the budget nista, <laughs> okay, <laughs> Twitter, get that twenty dollars worth.
2: Badass twenty dollars <laughs> TikTok, baby. It's a badass TikToks, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, y'all better get in, get in now because that price gonna go up once they see know, that. Alyssa
4: work? was like, "Your friends okay. need TikTok." I said, well, "Slow down, start <laughs> okay, <And> pay- <laughs> okay." For real, and um, um, And yes, now honestly, if you do want to get my book, it's. It's called Get Good With Money, and you can get it at getgoodwithmoney.com. And
1: mm-hmm. that's what it is. Thank you, to everyone, for listening. We love you so much, and we'll catch you guys next week. Asante, don't even, he's speechless. I'll stay black it, and stay protect black. your magic. Because,
0: you know, <laughs> Tiffany's here. It's like, did I have to do it? She's the magic. We the magic. It's good. We out.
1: Bye, y'all.